Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again. Summer Breakfast on a Thursday morning. Great to have you on board. It is 6 a.m. Eastern time. Welcome one and all on this second day of February. The McCafe menu today, our official coffee partner. Bucks, Nathan Buckley is going to join us. SEM Breakfast co-host. I saw that big statement drop uh, earlier on this week. He's back for more. Uh, the Collingwood legend, former coach, of course. Uh, looking forward to having a chat to Bucks. Uh, Mike Jones from The Athletic in the States. Uh, the big news again. In fact, I think 12 months to the day since he last announced his retirement. This time, Tom Brady says it is for good. He's hung them up. Uh, one of the greatest, the greatest of all time to have ever done it in the NFL and a world sporting icon. Simon Hill, of course, will join us. Uh, the voice of the world game in this country, Paramount Plus and SEN soccer expert. Doug Bollinger is going to join us. Big Bash Nation commentator tonight. It's the Sixers and the Heat. Only the Heat stand in the way of a fourth consecutive BBL final for the incredible Sydney Sixers. We'll break that down with Doug a little bit later on. Questions of that notice, of course. And it's all thanks also to the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value. It's a big morning, and it's time to bring in a big man. Simon O'Donnell's here. Scoob, welcome. Yeah, g'day, Sam. I'm really looking forward to talk about Tom Brady, find out a bit more about him. You, you know I'm not the most avid NFL follower, but you know, I'm, he's the man. Well, he's, he's the, the man. He's the, look, the only thing you need to know is that he's the... Yeah. That's that, it. People, That's all at the end. People actually think that was a sound effect. That was actually you. <laughs> it was a pretty poor goat, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought it was a good goat. <laughs> it was a pretty poor goat. It was goat. a very good goat. Sort of got stuck halfway through the delivery. Billy. Yeah, uh, but uh, the records, we, look, oh, they, they are endless. They, they go longer than the Flemington straight, and, and some of them are going to take some serious beating if they're going to get beaten at all. They're 23 seasons, seven Super Bowl rings, of course, and today... Um, at the Bucks, he's delivered a mm. statement. He didn't go on this time. He said, you only get one of those real soppy emotional ones. I've used mine up today. I'm just telling you I'm done. Won't, won't go, won't cry poor, though, I think it's fair to say. He signed a reasonably uh, large contract uh, with Fox Sports over there in the US. Yeah, I think he'd be okay. I think he'd be okay. I think 530-odd million Australian dollars over 10 years behind mm. the mic would probably suffice. When we were doing the double-decker bus trip in New York a couple of years back, my wife and I, he, he's, his actual apartment is part of the tour. They point out he and Rupert Murdoch's apartment right. in New York. <laughs> really? So you're driving along, oh, yeah, and over there is Tom Brady. And just below, just below Tom Brady is Rupert Murdoch. There you go. Below. So there you go. Yeah. Root well, below. The, the man on the bus said. Didn't have the. I reckon he was just pointing at a couple of big buildings and said, <laughs> I reckon he made it up. No one, no one checked. Your last day of the week today. So we're about to enter yeah. into um, sort of. Getting close now to uh, normal service resuming in here. Fireball Friday will be back this time tomorrow. What with are we going to do tomorrow? How are Kane and King going to get on tomorrow, by the way? So what? Kane hasn't stopped smashing North Melbourne over Jason no. or Francis. Now Taron Thomas, of course, mm. didn't that take a turn yesterday? And then Kingy's just been sitting there watching and listening, of course. Those two might not get through the first half yeah. an hour. The good thing is they're separated by a whole state. Well, this is true. 
you know, so they can't actually physically get at each other. So they can verbally and mentally get at each other, but they can't physically get there. So I think it's a good thing initially, but then we need a bringing together of the spirits at some stage. We need them in the same studio just to watch them eyeball each other and we can then watch it on our on our socials, just how the boys get on when they're in the studio. Well, come along this morning with us. I'm our insurance open lines, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Temper Forty Wings text. You know that number, but I'll give it to you anyway. It's 0433981116. in life. I spoke to a mate of mine yesterday morning driving back from here. He was he lives in Seymour. Uh, he was he you know, had a summer of event free with snakes. You mentioned it yesterday. One came out of the golf hole. Yeah. So oh, I might haven't seen one all year. I said, either have I. Nor have I. Ten minutes later, he texts me back. One had just come out of his, at, what do you call the thing at the end with the the pool? You know, the, oh, the, the filter? Yep. Boom. Out of one there. pops out of there. Out of there. It must have gone in for a swim or there was a frog in there. It's gone and got it. Come out. <laughs> he texts me straight. He takes a photo. Yeah, dude. Snakes. So get out of there, get inside. How are you? How was your morning this morning? Oh, there's I... one more bit to it. Oh, what happened? Then I drive up my drive. What's going across my drive? Snake. Big red belly black. Jeez. They're Haven't everywhere. seen one all year. I thought you'd seen I had a couple of sightings. No. no okay. No, no, nothing me. Now, you showed me you're getting a nice, um, you're purchasing something for the road as well. I, I, but, I, yes, got a new trailer coming. New trailer? What's oh, this I love for? A new trailer. Just general. General, you know. Feed, feed ups and all that sort of thing. Got a big cage on it, so I can put you know tucker in and things. I give the cows every now and then something a bit different. You might have to give uh, that. Might be good for Uzi's bags. Can you get him to India somehow? Well, Usman Kawash is stuck again. I reckon I could have. It's it's a it's a ten to six trailer. I reckon I could only fit probably two, possibly three players' luggage in a ten to six trailer. Yeah, right. That was extraordinary what they're taking yesterday. They could fit it? those coffin bags in there. Four coffins, Steve Smith had. So Usman's stuck again. Now, this has happened before, but every member of the 18-man squad has been cleared to enter India, except for Pakistan-born Khawaja, who, who did face visa challenges when he tried to enter India a long time ago now, more than a decade ago, 2011. So he's held up. The Australians are confident he'll get there. I think he's no, slated to right. leave today. I think it's come through this morning, overnight. Right. I think it's okay. come through. I think he's okay. So they went staggered flights Tuesday, Wednesday, and then he was made to wait. He did post did post interesting uh, um, photo on uh, social media on Instagram yesterday, me waiting for a visa like. <laughs> um, so hopefully it hasn't caused him uh, too much stress. Uh, Matt off the text, Sam, Tom Brady is not a global sporting icon. He plays a domestic sport, but Matt... He does that, but you'd have to say he fits into the category, special category of athletes, men or women, who transcend their sport. Mm. So Lance Armstrong was one. Tiger Woods is one. Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal. You don't have to follow tennis to know who they are. And I would put certainly Tom Brady in that category as well. Scoob, even you knew who Tom Brady was. Yes. And, and I, again, as you well know, I'm Michael not, Jordan's another. LeBron James yeah, is another. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, come on, Matty. Let's yeah. not be petty over whether you like the NFL or not. The man uh, has an enormous profile the world the world over. Hey, speaking of Novak, I see Stephen May has company now. He's not the only one to play a big game with a torn hammy. Did you Did you hear... Um, Three centimetre yes, long tear. Craig Tiley, the TA uh, Tennis Australia boss, revealing on Sports Day last night, he had a three centimetre tear in the hammy. Mm. Three centimetres. And he played with it. Are we doubting that? Well, plenty were. Are we doubting that it was a three centimetre tear? Have you seen the photo? Of course we're not. Have you seen the MRI? <laughs> of course. 
course we're not doubting. You get a doubt. You call um, Craig Tiley a liar. I wanted to see the MRI. Oh, this is Craig Tiley last night on Sports Day for your for your comfort, Scoop. At the end of the day, I don't think anyone can question his athleticism. This guy, I did see, he had a three-centimeter tear in his hammy. He had a tear last year in his stomach, and and all those. So are you, say, are you saying there was a there was a tear in absolutely. in the hammy? You absolutely. saw the scan. Yep, absolutely. And the doctors are not going to tell you. They're going to tell you the truth. And and uh, and so he, you know, I think there was a lot of speculation of whether it was true or not. And it's hard to believe that someone can do what they do with those types of injuries, but. But I, you know, he's remarkable. He's, he's, he, and to deal with, extremely professional. He's so focused on everything that he does, every single minute of the day, what he eats, how he, what he drinks, when he does it, how he does it. Um, there's no breakdown, no mental breakdown ever in anything that he does. And he's been through a, a lot. And, uh, and to win 10 Australian Opens, uh, I don't think that's ever going to be repeated. Are you going to question that? I haven't seen the evidence. <laughs> Want the ever? You are a peanut, aren't you? Uh, yeah, Tom Brady, just coming back to it. So his 23-year NFL career, uh, Brooks, he's gone back over the archives here, netted him $471 million, right? No chump mm. change, you'd have to say. Mm. But his 10-year broadcasting contract with Fox is going to be $531 million. He'll get paid more in retirement than he will out on the throwing the pigskin around. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think he's an icon. He's an icon, of he's course he's an icon. He someone said, did you just say Lance Armstrong, the drug cheat? Yes, I did. And he is a drug cheat. But guess what? Everyone knows Lance Armstrong. Good, bad. Otherwise, he transcends the sport. Didn't put him up to say he was uh, holier than thou, but he transcends the sport. And there's a there's a a real pointy end of the athletic population that can do that. Yep. Um, absolutely. Um, just speaking of transport earlier, there's nothing worse than running your car flat. Your battery is there. So I parked the car downstairs this morning in the oh, car no, park. you didn't. No, I'm, I'm really – I actually flat. turn my internal light off now so that it doesn't even come on when I open it because I'm paranoid about running the battery flats. happened to me so many times. But the big car park downstairs here at SCNHQ, as you know. Which I don't have one. I park out in the street. So there's so much room in there. But I, I'm out on the street. Why? Well, you've come got on a in. pass to get to the car park. Come on in. My, my pass doesn't get me into the car park. I park next to one car. He's parked – for whatever reason, he's parked next to the spot I normally park in. And I uh, lock in the car and I look in these interior lights on. I'm like, oh, you poor bugger. That's going to hurt. And there's no way of telling. I don't know who it is, whether it's been left there overnight or what the story is. Leaving your internal light on mm. have to be one of life's great frustrations. Yep. And do you find it odd that a, a vehicle, like a, a car, something as powerful, as big as that, can, can be brought undone by just a little internal light being left? That's why you have your door one on. Just have your door one on. When you shut the door, it yeah, goes off. Exactly. You know, it probably gives you 20 seconds to get out of the car and... Pick up your things and then it turns itself off. I, I put your door one back on because I reckon you're, no. you're 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 poking the bear there. You're well, going to yeah. flatten your battery somehow. No, I'm not. No light comes on ever. I'm, I'm that scared. I don't. I, I just fumble just around in, in the, the dark. dark. Yes, you live in the dark. I, yes, it makes it interesting when I'm getting the morning coffee on the yes. way in, which you know you fumble around. I haven't had a few spillages over the over the journey. So have you got enough uh, gadgets? Yep. On, on the console light. of your car yeah. that gives you, know, yeah. Because one of my challenges driving in of a morning up the Hume is when I go and get my Macca's coffee at Kilmore at four, and yeah, I, do you rip into it straight away? No, no, I leave it until I get onto the Hume. Well, how long is that? Well, a couple I, of minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm an habitual person. Give the coffee time to mix in with the milk. How long is that? Oh, Fifteen minutes. 
So this is your routine every morning. Every I reckon morning, you're the one that wouldn't morning. change. Yeah. So every morning, onto the Hume, and then once I've settled in a lane on the Hume, and I've set my cruise, my cruise control to I one, grab my coffee to one hundred and ten, right? And then you just lean back. Well, I don't. Fairdinkham, there's that many lunatics on the Hume Highway. Really? Oh, at that hour? Fairdinkham. Coming past at 100 wow. God knows 30. What. Yeah. Uh, including B-doubles, the whole box and dot, mate. A- absolute fly. lunacy out there. But so you, you navigate your way through it, but I'm habitual about that. And I have my, my Macca's coffee when I get onto the onto the Hume. And sometimes, because I, I've got a Toyota Ute, you know, there's not a lot of gadgets on the console. It's a Land Cruiser Ute, so it's a pretty basic Ute. <laughs> you got to lick around. <laughs> you got to find the hole. The top. Oh, <laughs> no. Have you ever missed? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, oh. That'd be hot. And you got to concentrate then, because then you got a bit on the leg. Oh. Yeah, then it gets you where it hurts. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's quite a it, it's quite a um, uh, what would you call it a. a, a Ritual I go through each morning to get here. So you get your tongue on the cup and rotate it until you find the hole. Oh, my goodness me. Sometimes when it's a bit hot, it then burns the tongue. What a visual that is. See, I have no such problems because even if I had no console lighting in in the car, I'm driving down Williamstown Road. This is inner suburbia. So we got lights coming from everywhere, lit up like a Christmas tree going down there. So no such problems. The night manager at Kilmore, I need to get to know him. He sees me every morning. Same guy? Yeah, he does Monday to Wednesday. And a young lady does Thursdays and Fridays, um, and you know, we need to. I need to know his name. He hasn't got his badge on because he probably hasn't seen anyone all night. And I'm his first customer well, in the morning. Of course, morning. you should get to know him. Yeah, but he, a... he doesn't. He's just you know, yeah, five twenty. Just wants his drive money. forward. No relationship. Yeah, just swipe the card, tap the card. Sorry. No relationship. And then he goes up and I drive up with him sort of thing. I watch him walk along the hallway. He gets to the coffee machine. I watch him make the coffee. Build Make a, sure he puts in an extra shot. Build a relationship with him. Speaking of I'm relationships. To, but he, he won't let me. He slides the window open, gives it to me and slides it shut. Not, go, mate, you're back again. Nothing. Can you have a chat to uh, Jack Silvani as well from the Blues? What's he done? Uh, lovely fellow, Jack. He is. Um, son of a great, grandson of a great. 25 years of age. He's getting married, which is great news to Grace, to Grace Phillips. He's just a bit wet behind the ears, Jackie boy. This is him. This is him talking to the Carlton website about uh, you know getting married and just just the cost involved. There's a lot of uh, a lot that goes into a wedding that I didn't realise about. Very expensive, aren't they? I just can't tell you. No, I'm sure some of your teammates could. Yeah, it's expensive. Yep. Um, yeah. So flowers and whatnot. So flowers and whatnot. <laughs> Just, is this why Sosa's gone back to work? Is he yeah, killed her? He's got to, to pay, pay for it. his son's yeah. wedding. Yeah. Flowers and whatnot. St Kilda money's finding its way down <laughs> Royal Parade to Carlton. That's annoying. <laughs> What's that? We wish him well, Jack Silvani, and uh, we might get to them Isn't in a moment. Isn't that raw? Isn't that just lovely yeah. and raw? Yeah. Jeez, they're expensive. Cost a bit <laughs> I I bought the big brock and everything. Thought it sort of stops there. That's but, it. You know, Flowers and stuff. Just let your mum organise it, Jack. Maybe or um, you know, the flowers and whatnot. Hey, so it's a big day for retirements. Tom Brady uh, has hung him up. Twenty-three year NFL career, and well, it must be a, a day for the greats to hang him up. I just see Doctor Phil's uh, quit his show as well. Scoob, he's done. Ozzy Osbourne's retired from touring for health reasons. He says he's just not physically capable at the age of seventy-four. Uh, Aussie. So Doctor Phil, Ozzy Osbourne, and then Tom Brady have all retired. You've started. Just a, a, a shocking theme on this show. 
What's that? Well, every time after six o'clock since you've mentioned the dentist, we've got someone going in for three. Steve from Mornings three. is going in for three crowns today. Um, uh, just... Roy, Roy hasn't forgotten me from Tuesday. Oh. Thank God we're not talking about our dental stories. Tuesday, you lost your track record. <laughs> you ruined your track record. Hey, the Toyota Call of the Year is back. The improved oh, Hilux Rogue. Wider, taller, tougher. Visit your local Toyota dealer. We'll announce the first weekly winner next Tuesday. There's a stack uh, happening around the place. So much ramble fodder to get to. I don't know if you've been following the AFL um, social media accounts, but a lot of the teams away at the moment on their preseason camps, their bonding camps, they're all looking for the special Watch source. Watch them on the news in the canoes. Yeah. And- I want to get uh, to... building sandcastles, the Tigers. Were you ever a bonding camp man in your cricketing days? Oh, I used to love them. Did you? Love them. <laughs> we'll be back. Get involved on the Tepper 40 Weeks text. We'll be back right after this. They are the Consumer's Choice winner. Tepper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. They conform to the exact shape of your body. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast. Welcome back. Massive McCafe menu today. And we might have an addition to it as well, Scoop. We might have the great Peter Moore on the line from, I think he's still over there in the US. Gold prospecting. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. Really? My word, he's into mining over in the US. Fair dinkum. Well, that's a good reason, if any, to to miss your son's announcement as the 48th captain of Collingwood, and only the second father-son. He's got a very big shovel. Is that right? Mm. Right. He's mining over there. It was a beautiful moment yesterday with his son being named as uh, Collingwood captain, wasn't it? I mean, his sisters were there, his mum, they were sat in the front row. It was emotional. There were a few hugs and tears. But there was Peter, who we'll speak to in a moment, uh, former captain himself, of course, sitting on the seat next to to, to his son Darcy, just on a laptop, then perched him up, <laughs> tilted the screen up, and all you could see was his head. Jeez, it looked funny. But uh, Darcy Moore, 27 years of age. Um, I was just saying there, Collingwood's second father-son captaincy duo, the Moores are. He spoke very well too, Darcy, although he must have been churning inside with excitement and um, almost a bit overwhelmed. I mean, he did say to the media later on he'd been a lifelong Collingwood supporter all his life. <laughs> so he was probably a tad nervous. Yeah, I think Good on him. Haircut first. Oh, is that the first order of business? Oh, yeah. I don't think, I think so. Craig McRae's the sort to institute a haircut rule. I think he'll just do it himself. Could you ask uh, Peter if he would like hey, his I son to get a little snip? Yeah, well, I think it's his Peter. trademark. Dashing off half back with the locks flowing. That's all part of it. But he ties it up in a bun. Sometimes. When he plays. Sometimes. A little, Alice, little band, isn't it? Is it? I reckon it's a little band. Hey, John's in Hopper's Crossing, uh, who's been waiting patiently to have a chat to you, I reckon. Scoob, morning, Johnny. Hey, John, not just uh, Scoob there. Sammy, you too. Uh, good morning to you, gentlemen. I just want to say that I've actually totally enjoyed this program. Now, Scoob, you should be more often on the radio. I reckon we'll get rid of Timmy and uh, Gavin. I reckon you two just <laughs> full time, I reckon, you know what I mean? Oh, he'd love I mean, what that. Is about, what is Gary know about cricket? Seriously. Sammy, Sammy's got everything covered from from uh, horse racing to everything. So I reckon, you know what? You guys just hit the show. I just want to say, Tommy, enjoy the program. It's been fun and, uh, and, and uh, uh, good to enjoy to listen to it. Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're a kind man, Johnny. Appreciate you taking the time to, to call in this morning. My favourite listener, John. Yeah, good on you, John. <laughs> I hope you have a good day, mate. Uh, thanks for calling in. I think we're around for a, for another week or week? so, I reckon. Yeah. And, Johnny, if you're still with us, uh, hang on line. Brooks here will hook you up with a double pass uh, to the first ever WNBL game to be played at John Kane Arena. This will be a big event. I reckon it might be the biggest crowd to ever attend a WNBL game. Uh, Southside Flyers, Sydney Flames. They're the Jayco Southside Flyers as well. And it's this coming Saturday, Feb 4. Lauren Jackson is playing in that match as well, Johnny, so you can go on us if it takes your fancy. Are we to the bottom of the heels? 
No, I got a text about that yesterday, didn't we? Well, we need to dig it in. We didn't address that, what was happening with... What's going on there? I'm not sure. I'm not educated to to answer that question at all. Hey, um, do you ever use the word dross? Talking dross? Sifting through dross? No. familiar with that phrase? I've got kids that use words that I've never heard of and make up names um, that now all our family has nicknames, but I've never heard the word dross. You don't hear it too often, do you? So the Sixers are gunning tonight. They're playing the Heat at the SCG for their fourth consecutive BBL final spot. Now, um, we'll get to that later with Doug Bollinger, but Sean Abbott hasn't had a good time against the Heat this year. Now, they've played one full game, and the Heat um, put 220 on them up at the Gabba. Mm. Uh, Sean Abbott went for 12 and over in that match. In the washed-out return league before uh, the rain, the heavens opened, he was going for 13 and over. And it was put to him yesterday, Sean Abbott, who his resume in the BBL is exemplary, unrivaled that perhaps maybe the Heat had figured him out and he didn't like that too much. That's probably you know, a bit of dross talk in my opinion. bit of dross talking. <laughs> now, do you actually know what dross is? I had to, I had to look it up, actually. No it's idea. the uh, mass of solid impurities floating on uh, molten metal or dispersed in the metal. That's rubbish. It's worthless. But is that coming from a dictionary, your meaning of dross? Yes. So I think that would have nothing rubbish. to do with... He's saying it's rubbish talk. Rubbish, it's dross. Right. Hey, farewell our SNSA uh, audience. Uh, you're all going to Jared Walsh and Bryce Gee, Gibbs bye. straight after this news uh, update. If you want to keep listening to us, you can do so on the app if you're in that part of the country. Uh, enjoy SNSA this morning. Get involved here, though, on the Temper 40 Wings text, of course. They've got those uh, Temper mattresses, magnificent. The pillows and the adjustable bases conforming to the exact shape of your body. News headlines and then a sports update from us on the other side. Thank you. That goat I wheeled out earlier, unplanned. Uh, Dean liked it. He thought he was listening to the open range zoo sound effects uh, there. A bit of it was good goat off the back of Tom Brady's there it is again. retiring. He's the goat. Uh, and Big G's got a theory on Osman Khawaja perhaps not being able to board the flight to India, not being granted entry to India with his teammates. He says India doesn't allow entry to its country if people wear suede jackets. Take note, Khawaja. <laughs> I reckon it was a velvet sort of burgundy number, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think we can put suede into that. And something for you, Scoob, you need to get the MyMackers app, order everything on it, and your order's ready for pickup. As soon as you get there, you'll get a heap of free points for free coffee as well. Yeah, but I, I like eyeballing. I don't want to just pick up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I like to say he's well, that's a on his game, and I also like to watch them make the coffee so I know I'll get an extra shot in. <laughs> Sometimes they'll... It'll look they're warm. in a hurry. And there's a bit of a queue. They don't like doing the extra shot. And that's after you locate the mouthpiece on the cup as well, which no, is also critically, the mouthpiece. critically, critically important. Uh, our sports they could up start the- something, you know. What's that? We now may have a uh, an illuminated mouthpiece in coffee. So people, Gl- when people are drinking them in the car, a glow in the dark sort yeah, of glow option. Glow in the dark type option on the recycle. There you go. You should be start bringing your own, you should be bringing your keep cup into these places anyway. Do you? I've got a keep cup for Christmas. Good. And you're not using can't it. Can't find it. Can you take them into Maccas, though? Probably not. No. There's a question. No, I think you, no you've got to take them into it like your yep. regular cafe. Our sports update is for Toro, of course. Our friends at Toro, you can get them above or below ground. You can just count on Toro. So Tom Brady's NFL career has come to an end, and this time he says it's for good. 
The 45-year-old announced on social media that he would be hanging up his cleats, a legendary 23-year run as an NFL starting quarterback. Someone did text in earlier to say, uh, breaking news, uh, Tom Brady will come uh, back out of retirement. He'll sign a four-year deal with San Francisco. The first player to be 49 years old playing for the 49ers. I didn't mind that one from Hayden there earlier, Scoot. What are cleats? They're the boots. boots. They're yeah. the boots. Yeah. So the same, our footy boots, cleats. the Americans call them cleats. Correct. Yeah, I'm learning stuff there you every go. day. It's fantastic. Star defender Darcy Moore is the new captain of Collingwood. Son of Brownlow medalist and club legend Peter Moore, also a former Magpies captain, was confirmed as the replacement for longtime skipper Scott so, Pendlebury on Wednesday morning. Yeah, we'll hopefully get a hold of Peter from the US in a little bit. But he was captain of Collingwood 81, 82, so only a two-year stint. I reckon there was factors outside of his control that led him to relinquish that and move on to Melbourne and the like. Mm. But um, I think he's spoken already in the age today about wanting the longevity for his son in the role that he wasn't fortunate enough to have. But nevertheless, he'd be really proud of Darcy taking over the captaincy at the age of 27. Yes, uh, Taron Thomas, he'll take some time away from the Kangaroos. We'll break this down at a 7 o'clock. The AFL's Integrity Unit yesterday afternoon informing North Melbourne of those new set of allegations of inappropriate behaviour on Wednesday afternoon. He did train yesterday, Taron Thomas, around the time that Dr Sonia Hood put that statement out. Uh, but a couple of hours later, he decided to step away or had been encouraged to step away from the club. Regardless, he's on a period of indefinite leave at the moment. We'll Who will that. take on the Scorchers? We'll find that out tonight uh, with the BBL uh, match between the Sydney Sixers. They take on the Brisbane Heat. And, of course, that winner will head over to Perth to take on the Scorchers in the final on Sunday night. Indeed. Uh, we'll get into that with Doug Bollinger a little bit later on. Uh, BBL, um, big, nation, big Bash Nation commentator, of course, with us here at SEN. Usman Khawaja was left behind. We're talking about this earlier as his teammates flew to India amid confusion with the status of his visa. He's been here before, uh, Uzi, whether it's because uh, he's Pakistan-born or he's just incredibly unlucky. Uh, his visa seems to take a little bit longer than those of his teammates. So everyone's confident, though, it's... You're saying uh, late I think last it came night, through late last through. night. Yeah, I think it's true. So he'll be off today with any luck. Uh, oh, a sports update is for Toro above or below ground. You can count on Toro. The NBA. So, well, we might take a break, actually. I want to talk to you about LeBron James at some particular point. You know, he hasn't let it go, the Celtics non-call that cost them in that uh, win the other day. And they beat the New York Knicks yesterday, LeBron, and he had to go back again and have a crack at the refs over the Celtics' loss. I just wonder, I always find myself wondering, if an AFL player said that, what would happen? Uh, The refs put out a statement apologising and everything, and LeBron's still smashing them. (laughs) Anyway, we'll take an early break here, and a slightly unscheduled one, because we'll try and get Peter Moore on the line uh, on the other side. Uh, Collingwood supporters, um, stay with us. Uh, The great uh, Peter Moore will join us shortly. I don't think you should take on LeBron. No, it well, just stays quiet. The ref. They put a tweet out there saying there'll be many sleepless nights over our non-decision. Blimey, Teddy, come on, guys. Uh, Toro above a blow ground. You can count on Toro. We'll be back after this on summer break. Kino Go now in Victoria. Up to twenty million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast. Our powerful recharge moment. Love your work. Love your Toro mower. If you love your lawn, you'll love Toro's latest finance offers on walk power and ride on mowers. The big news today is that Tom Brady's career is over. He's announced his retirement. Uh, lots of texts coming through on the Temper 40 wing. So four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'll cross to the States a bit later on to catch up with Mike Jones, uh, who's followed Tom Brady's career super closely from the Athletic over there in the States. Um, he just kept it simple this time, Tom Brady, to say this is it. 
Um, I'm hanging up the cleats, mm. not the boots, not the boots. Uh, after a, a story career, seven Super Bowl rings, uh, most passing TDs, most passing yards, most passing attempts, most everything. I've never seen a pair of boot cleats. Are they similar to our boots? A lot of the bigger guys over there actually wear the ankle high, the boots, like the they're cleat, they're footy boots, but yeah. they're at their, you know, the like yeah, you're wearing a pair of Converse give you, or something. Give you support around yeah. your ankles as well. Yeah, for the big dogs. So they're, the big they're linemen the big and such. front rower boys. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and they've got stops and everything like ours have. Yeah, they're normal. Gee whiz. Yeah. The normal slight, slight How variation, but pretty much the same. Uh, the, even though you're giving away without me the last fan standing prize to, to India, the texts keep coming in. I, I don't know if it's you on your burner in the ad break or what it is, but this one just dropped. Scoob's been fantastic. I can't believe he's not part of the SCN cricket commentary team in India. He's the only one who has played test cricket for Australia. They just keep coming. And not very well. Well, you played six more tests than uh, just about everyone listening this morning. Hey, LeBron James, uh, I mentioned him before the break. Uh, he's still steaming over that non-call and loss to Boston recently. So the rest released a statement on Twitter, can you believe, saying, you know, we, we made a mistake. We are human. There'll be many sleepless nights over the really dramatic, sort of laid it on thick. If you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, it was just a regular season game. The scores were locked at 105 apiece. LeBron drove to the rack. He was fouled. There was no call. It went to overtime. Boston went on to win in overtime. On court, LeBron threw the toys out of the cot massively. Uh, a massive um, outburst and hysteria. Uh, Couldn't believe he didn't get the didn't get the call. Anyway, yesterday he was big in an, another overtime game. This one they won against the Knicks at, at Madison Square Garden. He was huge. Uh, 28 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, but he couldn't help, Scoove. He couldn't help drawing a comparison with the Knicks win and the Celtics loss. The game was decided by the players. In Boston, the game was decided by the refs. So it was more demoralizing. You know, it's no, I mean, we tried to, but I mean, obviously, what happened in Boston was what happened. So um, tonight, the game was decided in the regulation by the players. Two good, two good defensive stops, Jalen Brunson stepping over for AD. Um, and then AD locking down defensively. I'm giving a little help. So the game was decided by, by, by the players. Imagine, as I said, I always find myself translating it back to our little little code over mm. here. Imagine if an AFL player came out and said the game was decided by the players. You know, last week's game was decided by the umpires. What's the number you'd be fined for that? <sighs> I don't know. Would you it, do time? It's been worse than that. No, you'd be fine. So if Roscoe first game against no. Fremantle comes out and says, seriously. No, and it's Those worse. three blokes. Actually, it's four now. It's worse from a player. There's four blokes. And it's worse from a player. I reckon the coaches skate pretty close to the line at times. Nothing mm. like that, of course. But um, for a while. But player, I reckon when it comes from a player, it's always worse. I, I, that, was, that was amazing. <laughs> I love our SEN family. They, they have a fantastic... It's a good point. They just listen and, and they take things in. How do we expect to get invited to India Scoob when you can't even get a car park inside SEN? <laughs> How fantastic is that? It's not that a bad, is absolutely brilliant. It's not a bad point, is it? Oh, there's not a name to it, unfortunately, but that is just brilliant. That's stuff. probably it. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, At best, I was going to go in the luggage underneath, wasn't I? Really. In reality, when, when you think about it, I was going in the luggage compartment on the jet at best. Brad's, Brad's in Blackburn. Straighten us up, will you, Bradley? How are you, boys? Oh, well, mate. Good Brad. Just want to talk about LeBron. Like, this guy steams me so badly. Like, the other game, that day when he, we uh, Lakers played Celtics, yeah. there was like five or six missed miss 
you know, fouls and so forth that cost points throughout the game. Like, LeBron keeps on going on and on about that last um, foul that was missed. Fair enough, it was missed. But he doesn't go on about AD uh, shooting six from 15 from the, you know, from the field. No. Uh, Russell Westbrook shooting four from 14 from the field. They had plenty of chances to win that game. And the fact of the matter is they, they didn't. So, you know, I, I just can't stand it when these big note guys think that it's okay to single out one single little thing that cost them a game when it's actually a, a huge lots of things that, you know, cost him the game. Uh, I could, no arguments from me, Brad. Couldn't agree with you more. And the carry-on afterwards was unbelievable as well, Scoob. If you, if you haven't seen it or it's been a while since you've seen it, he gets down on his knees. He's basically praying mm. in the middle of the court. Uh, the anguish on LeBron. But you're right, Brad. Many uh, Over the course of a long game, we say it all the time, long footy game, 120 minutes, so many things happen to get to the nitty-gritty. For all the negative vibes that come from that, for him still to have that passion now with all he's done, you know, and... and Put Brady in there as well. You know, like these guys have had decorated careers. They've been the you know such such ornaments to the game. Their skill levels, etc., just extraordinary. Yet the passion to still win is you know just top shelf. It's amazing. Big news in our code though yesterday with uh, the announcement of the new captain of Collingwood. Um, it rests on the the very um, skilled shoulders of their defender Darcy Moore at 27 years of age. His father Peter, of course, a legend of that club and the game. Two Brownlows, all Australians, uh, multiple best and fairest as well. A member of the AFL Hall of Fame. But I reckon he would have been just as proud of his son yesterday as he was of his own feats back uh, back in the 70s and 80s. And he's uh, hopped on the line, which is very kind of him from from the US uh, this morning, our time. Peter, good morning to you. Good day, boys. How you doing? You'd be absolutely tickled by that yesterday, I reckon. Yeah, no, we're very pleased. I mean, it's a fantastic honour for Dars. And, you know, it's great great to see him. And he's, you know, he's keen to do it. And uh, uh, terrific endorsement from his teammates in the club. And, uh, you know, so it's... Uh, Terrific day, really, really exciting for him. And I thought, uh, Peter, you came up really well on the laptop there, just sat next to Darcy on the front row at the Collingwood yeah. Theatre. Yeah, the uh, the close-up on the laptop I don't find is my best angle, but anyway, <laughs> that's okay. Um, but I was very keen to, you know, obviously participate. I unfortunately couldn't be there in person. I tried to get him to hold off the announcement till next Monday so I could get back, but... Uh, they uh, were scared it was going to leak, so they, uh, they went ahead to go ahead. So, so anyway, but he was very excited. I had some good talks to him afterwards, and um, when all his sisters were there and everything, his mum, so mm. terrific. Yeah, it was a good family thing, and you know, great for the club. A terrific bunch of kids, and uh, they're uh, they're all on the same page, which is great. Forget the club for the minute, Pete. Uh, great for mum and dad, and and, and the family to, to hear Darcy. Speaks so well afterwards. Uh, you know, what, what's that, or how does that make you feel as a dad? Oh, I'm very proud of him, Simon. He's, uh, you know, he's a he's a terrific young guy. He's a very bright kid, as most people know. And um, you know, all growing up, he's always uh, taken the lead on most things he's done through school. He was school captain at Kerry Grammar and captain of the, um, you know, the Oakley Chargers when they won the flag. And it's just what he naturally does and he's you know fortunate he's pretty articulate and he's a good thinker smarter than me by, by a mile so uh, uh, you know it's uh, it's a good you know, obviously in the role as captain it's a it's a good attribute if you're articulate and can think your way through um, 
the journalists tricky questions that they ask you. you know? We don't do that, Peter. We never do that. But I know you, you'll say that it's not about you, of course, but I guess your involvement here, I mean, obviously you're his father, but the shoes that you've put on and the, and the path that you've travelled, you know, decades earlier, the involvement between the two of you, I imagine he sounded you out for some advice. He, he mentioned you yesterday that the two of you had had a few yeah, chats about had, leadership. Uh, well, well, we sort of knew it was on, you know, that he was uh, leading, probably the leading candidate to be captain. And uh, so we have talked about it and, and uh, you know, so I had the, the same experience. I mean, probably not as much focus and not under the spotlight as much uh, back in my day, but certainly, you know, the captain, uh, probably the biggest and most iconic sporting club in the country and be the face of that team is um, is a big responsibility. And uh, and it's one that you've got to be sure you've got the makeup to, to handle. And, you know, I think Dars has, he knows what, what he's in for as much as he can at this point. And I know Scott Pendlebury's been, you know, terrific uh, for him in the last couple of years. They both worked pretty hard through the pandemic lockdowns and all that to keep the players, you know, mentally right and keep their focus. So they have worked a lot together, leading the team with the other leaders as well. So, you know, he's, I think he's as well prepared as he could be. And, um, you know, but it, you know, there's no no minimising, you know, the uh, responsibility of it. It's uh, certainly... Big, but he likes that stuff, and he'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll. You'll uh, bring his own personality to it, and uh, uh, you know it'll go well. But in in your time as captain, and now looking forward to to Darcy leading a, a footy club, and you, you talk about the, you know the the um, size of the club itself, you know, and and it just draws publicity, and and it it, it draws people wanting to dig and find and what makes the place tick. The people you relied on as a captain, who do you think Darcy will need to rely on as a captain in in the modern day? I think clearly the coaching group, you know, because it's very, they've got much more, players have got a lot of input now, probably more than we did. Um, I know when I was captain of Collingwood, Tommy was the coach and um, we were very close and he, you know, he he and I... um, you know, worked together. He was very supportive of, of me, and as were you know other players like Wayne Richardson uh, was at a club at that time, and is a I think he was playing coaching the seconds for some of that period. And you know, um, all those sort of mentors were around, and they they just give you the confidence to do it. But in the end, you just got to do it yourself, and you know, hopefully have good support network. And I'm sure they got that that Collingwood um, you know that big net on board. So you know that'll. That'll take a bit of the heat off him with the controversy, so it'll be good. Well, Peter, we've we've got to we've got to let you run, but just quickly, does this mean Darcy has to get a haircut? Well, I've been uh, I've been asking gently about that. It's about what about the hair, Darcy? Is there a plan, or what's the, is there some kind of strategy? But uh, it falls on deaf ears. He just stares <laughs> at me. So uh, well, I think we're I think we've just got to go. Remain silent. I found the best way. Remain silent and. He'll arrive at some sort of conclusion about it himself. <laughs> well, good luck <laughs> with course. good luck with the prospecting, mate. We really appreciate you joining us this morning, and well done to, to uh, you and the family really again. Pleasure. All right, good on you, Pete. Peter Moore, there, uh, Collingwood legend, champion, uh, Darcy named captain yesterday. Oh, he's he's some sort of player when he played. We was. We got to get to a break, though, Scoop. Back after this. Kino Go now in Victoria. Up to twenty million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Oh, hard up against the news now. We've got to be carried away with Peter Moore, didn't we? I wanted to ask him about Sierra Nevada Gold. He's been over there for a while. Yeah. They've been drilling everywhere looking for the precious stuff over there in the desert. Mm.
What an adventure. What a journey. He's a lawyer by trade, I think, Peter. Is he? Yeah. He's in the law caper. and He's right into the prospecting yeah, now. Yeah, he is now. 12,000 metres they're drilling down. Mm. Big, big stuff. And he's, how far down does your ball go up there? In 33 Cornwall? metres. <laughs> Find any gold? No. Well, I might dive down and have a look. Just a few snakes. There's a bit of water. <laughs> Weather update, city no, power. Oh, snake's not going to come up out of there, is it? Supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. 14 degrees, a coolish start, but a nice comfortable top today, 22 degrees. The call of the year is back as well. The highlight is bigger in every way. We'll announce the first weekly winner next Tuesday. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Big show today, big show on a Thursday morning. Nathan Buckley, SEM Breakfast co-host, former Pies coach and legend of the game will join us in about 10 minutes' time. Mike Jones from The Athletic in the States. Uh, Tom Brady's hung them up for good. Simon Hill, Paramount Plus SEN soccer expert as well. Plenty of cash being splashed around in the transfer window over there in the UK. And Doug Bollinger, Big Bash Nation commentator as we count down to the weekend's BBL final. Questions that notice ahead of us as well. Um, Scoop, a lot of traffic here just on the LeBron stuff and sportsmanship and um, the role that referees and, and athletes play in the game. Duna has texted in to say, LeBron sounds like the AFL fan, fans who ring in on a Monday when a close game goes against them. You have four quarters to win a game, and by not doing so, you leave yourself vulnerable. And then this one, though, from Michael in Richmond. Are you genuine, Sam? It doesn't matter what happened during the game. That call was missed, was in the final few seconds of the game. It 100% cost the Lakers the game. There is no disputing it. Uh, lads, I don't think you get the hate between the Celtics and the Lakers. It is huge. Could have been uh, a fair bit of that involved with the LeBron stuff. Does Jeez, that go back to the Shaq days and the Larry Bird days? Because Lakers and... And Story rivalry. C- Celtics, yeah. yeah. They've been a pretty strong rivals yeah. for a long time. I don't think... I mean, coming back to Michael's text there, that might be true, Michael. That, that, that non-call did cost the Lakers the game. But what about everything else that cost the Lakers the game during the game? So it's one thing to, to mention it, but to mention it as graphically as he did, and then to still revisit it a, a week or so later, I mean, I would have thought you're doing everything you can to get referees involved at, uh, at every sport, junior, senior, professional level. Um, the carry-on at the top end... So who's going to ring LeBron and tell him to do that? No, that cart is well and truly in front of the horse at the moment. (laughs) The horse has bolted completely. It's a totally different culture over there, though, and I like the fact that we've we've come down hard on it. Stewie, how about you pull your head in for the good of the game? That's right. Stewie, how about you rack off? Hey, North Melbourne, they did release a statement in the end on Taryn Thomas Scoob, uh, but that wasn't the half of it yesterday. Uh, as we discussed, multiple uh, women came forward with a series of serious allegations against uh, Taryn Thomas. They were highly critical in the Herald Sun yesterday and angered at what they perceived to be a sweeping under the carpet uh, by the AFL and, and North Melbourne Football Club. Thomas has already been charged, as we know, by police on a separate matter, threatening to distribute an intimate image following a three-month investigation. Now, Thomas trained yesterday just as the President, Sonia Hood, uh, released the statement that said, we take any allegation of threats of violence against women seriously. Uh, Dr Hood went on to say the club was aware of formal allegations made against Taryn during uh, the 2022 season that were investigated by the AFL's integrity unit. Taryn and the club cooperated fully with those investigations. The advice provided by the AFL following these incidents was that Taryn should undertake training and education to deal with his behavioural issues. And she goes on to say the club's you know, put a multi-layered program in place, uh, which is all around respectful relationships, education and the like. 
She did say, Dr Hood, that should any further investigation arise from new information passed on to the AFL or the police, the club and Terran will cooperate fully as we did in the wake of those initial allegations. Uh, subject to further investigations, the club will await the outcome of the court proceedings before confirming our next course of action. Now, that was while Terran was training. He was doorstopped by the media as he left the field Nard Street, just offered a, a no comment only. But only hours later, Simon, he stepped away from the club, an indefinite leave of absence, uh, the AFL's integrity unit yesterday informing North Melbourne of those new allegations of inappropriate behaviour um, and a second statement released by North Melbourne at 9 o'clock read, in light of this new information, Thomas will remain away from the club while the AFL gathers further information about the allegations. So these are these are serious steps that have been put so in. So the initial statement out of North and the their president was that the headlines in yesterday's paper were all associated with what had been dealt with last year? The statement. No, the statement touched on both from, from Sonia Hood. It acknowledged what happened last year. Yeah, and said if, if there is any fresh. Yes. So she's saying yesterday's paper weren't fresh allegations, they were last year's allegations. No, no, she's saying should any further investigation arise from new information passed on to the AFL or the police, we will cooperate fully. So as that new information talk. came through well, yesterday morning. Of course. Well, yeah. we read it in the After Herald. After she made her first statement. We read it in the Herald Sun, didn't we? Now, the AFL are saying that they went back to those uh, women, those com- complainants, for lack of a better word, um, in the wake of, of those reports. Now, you can believe what you want to believe or you cannot believe. I mean, it, it, it's hard for us on the outside to, to know, and some people uh, understandably cast a real sceptical eye on the, on the chain of events and what, what the league and the club knew or didn't know. Um, the harshest of critics say North Melbourne have, have known about this for weeks and haven't said anything, and it took a front-page article for them to come out and do what they did. But ultimately, Taryn Thomas has stepped away from the club. Now, we... Uh, me, we came under attack yesterday for describing them as allegations and, and only allegations. Um, and as we tried to explain, we have to do that legally. Um, there's a presumption of innocence until proven guilty in this country anyway, regardless of how serious the allegations are, and they are all mightily serious and disturbing and all those words you can care to mention. But now that he stepped away from the club, you think that's the right decision? Clearly, you would say that's been a suggested move on the club. Yeah, I, I don't think that was would be completely Tarrant Thomas's move. No. I think that's the club saying, um, "Yeah, all time pa- we all got some space here until this starts to be sorted, sorted out, out, and yep. we know what direction it's going to head in." So, uh, I think that's fair and reasonable. Because the other thing you can't have, and I, I mean, an individual is not greater than a club. You know, that these the club's got to get on with what they've got to do, uh, and you know that sort of distraction. And you saw yesterday at training, you know the the door stopping, the reporters everywhere. I mean, the rest of the club have got to get on and do what they do. So I think the best for the football club and for Taron Thomas that he goes and does does that privately where he needs to and, and gets on with the defending or doing what he has to do to, um, mm. to, to put to bed what the allegations are that have been put or, to him. Or he's found guilty and he faces the consequences Correct. like everyone else. And Not like right. we said yesterday, we hope those people have gone to the police. And if they haven't, then surely they should have. And we hope that's in train at the moment. Again, we're on the outside looking in, but we hope that those uh, allegations have been put forward to the police but so they I can do what they do. That there's two parts to that. If if the AFL thought and North Melbourne thought it appropriate to do put some layers of behavioural um, uh, education behind mm-hmm. Taron Thomas on last year's allegations, which they were told to do, yep. and then now there are fresh allegations. Yes, I would think no matter whether police are involved or not. 
Darren Thompson is a fair bit of strife. Absolutely. And the club d- does stress that he will continue to to take part in those um, educational sessions a bit. I mean, it, but, this, but this goes it beyond It becomes that. bigger than that. Yeah, it's way, much bigger than that. Of way course it is. Of course it is. Uh, he would appear to be in a fair bit of strife and has um, some cases to answer, no doubt about it. Uh, SEM Breakfast is for the Kogan Money credit card. Uh, that is packed full of value. A lot of texts coming through as well. You can get involved any time on the Temper 40 Winks text. They are serious about sleep. Nathan Buckley, not too far away. Um, interesting summer for Bucks. He's had a bit of everything, and he's signed up now for Monday breakfast with the Volcano. Kane Corns, are you going to give as good as he gets on I that show? I hope he sticks up for us as Victorians. Sam, that's what I want to ask him when he comes on. Well, you think Kane's got a bit of a, a I kick want, of I want mentality. someone to, you know, come on. Let's, let's, let's stick up for the big V. That's what we are here. All right. We're Victoria. They're minnows over there, South Australia. Are we followers. Are we, followers, we set the agenda here. Are we claiming bucks, are we? The navy blue and white. We we set the agenda. Well, are we, we claiming are now? He's settled here. Are we claiming bucks? Kane lives in Adelaide. Oh, he was you know he where can't he was, hear me. You know where Bucks was born, don't you? Yeah. Adelaide. Not here. <laughs> Adelaide. Yeah, but he's adopted here. <laughs> We've adopted him, we have. We need to take a break. Uh we'll be back with Bucks on the other side. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Summer Breakfast. Sam Everson. Look at Big Lurch just strutting himself in. in. He stands in front of the window and puts the... Big muscles up. He's a big unit, isn't he? Oh, he's a big unit. But where's he been? Hey, he's... he's a bit slow when he plays. He's a bit slow no. when he thinks, too. Well, he wasn't slow. He's a bit slow. Don't let him hear that. He was quick. Don't you remember all those yeah, goals he, was he kicked slow, running back? Slow here. Slow oh, he here. wasn't slow. Slow, slow upstairs. Yeah, slow, mate. He's a slow thinker. Jeez, a he bit needed rough. to be quick. I would, if I coached him, I would have. You know, I, would, I needed him to be more urgent about things. Off the text, on the LeBron call, you only need to listen to Stan Van Gundy's commentary to understand how missed calls affect the play and the ability to use replay to overturn slash make the call. If we can't use replays for situations like this, what is the point of having replays, he said. But basketball with um, with replays for non-calls or calls all the time would just be a nightmare, would it not? You of... get a set amount, I suppose, per, per quarter, per period, but jeez. I haven't seen the incident. But again, my trust in the SEN family. No, he was fouled. No, but everyone said he travelled before that. No, I don't think he did. I've rewatched it so many times. I don't think he did. Oh. They all tra- they all step in the NBA, but I don't reckon in this case he did, to be honest. Anyway, let's uh, change subject because we need to get this very special guest on. He's a Brownlow medalist. Is he Victorian or South Australian? He's not Victorian. We'll get well, to the bottom of it straight away. Okay, get his citizenship under control. But what we do know is beyond dispute, he's a Brownlow medalist, he's a Norm Smith medalist, he's a six-time Copeland Trophy winner, and we, we know he's a legend of the game. And we also know he's back in season 2023 with us right here on SEN. Nathan Buckley, welcome. G'day, Samuel. Simon. Great to have you on. How's your summer been, Bucks? How's your break been? Um, it's been pretty good. I... Um... This is the first football conversation I'm going to have for quite a while. So um, I've, I've, um, I've been able to get away from it, um, bit of travel with the boys, and uh, yeah, very restful. Well, we, we'll tiptoe into it today, but you're going to have to sharpen up quick because you've signed up for, for Monday with, with the Volcano. I mean, are you going to give as good as you might get with Kane on that, in that time slot? Well, it's a bit... Um, we're a bit black and white, aren't we? These, um, I really admire his capacity to... to um, yeah, to, to make the big statements and to uh, and to sort of cut to the chase with what he might believe, and it's it's quite controversial with some of the things that he runs with. Well, at least they are to me. 
Um, I'm probably a little bit more Switzerland. I sort of I try and find um, the arguments from both sides and, and maybe pick up some rocks to find some information that we might not have and, and actually declare that. So it'll be interesting, sort of the byplay between us and, and how that works as uh, as we go through the season. I think that's um, uh, very noble of you. That you're going to pick up the rocks and sort of be Switzerland <laughs> rocks, but I reckon you should pick up a few rocks and turf them at him. <laughs> Not a fan. I <laughs> know oh, I'm, I'm a wonderful fan, but I'm I'm looking forward to the Victorian side of this to be put forward, and hence, you know, my my question. And I was lucky enough to be born in New South Wales, but I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Victorian. I know where um, your um, sporting life started and your life started, but are you a dyed-in-the-wool Victorian? Uh, that's a fair question. I was born in Adelaide. I was raised in Northern Territory, the ACT, um, Mount Gambier in South Australia as well. So, and I lived in Alice Springs for a little while. Finished as a board in boarding school in Sunbury, Victoria. So, um, before getting to Collingwood, I'd I'd lived in pretty much every major city except Perth um, and every state. So, um, but I've been here for thirty years. Um, That'll do, mate. So I, I think I, I wouldn't. I, I was born in South Australia, so I'm all, I've, I've always got a hail from South Australia. Um, I've been a territory boy, but yeah, I've been in Victoria for thirty years. So whatever that is, I'm an, I'm an Aussie. Now, Bucks, um, we know where Darcy Moore's from. He's from the uh, the eastern suburbs of, of Melbourne. He's now the 48th captain of your old club, Collingwood. Uh, uh, it would appear to be a great appointment, a great moment yesterday when he was unveiled um, down there at, at Collingwood by Craig McRae and the whole family was there, even uh, his old man Peter on the laptop from the US, which made for comical viewing, but looks like a great appointment. Yeah, look, I think, I think Darcy would be fantastic. For me, it was a matter of, um, whether he would want the role, um, you know, whether he'd put his hand up. I think there's a lot of things that Captain is required to do that is a little bit cut and dried. It's a, there's, there's sort of been a, an accepted way of leading or of presenting, and, and I don't think Darcy will fall into that that mould. He'll he'll do it differently, and and maybe for for me it was was he prepared to maybe sort of just suck it up and, and do some of the things that need to be done in order to go about it his way. And, and, and obviously he's been able to get to that point. I think he's really, he's clearly really passionate about the club. Um, he has a great influence on people internally and he's, he's the most intelligent, one of the most intelligent young men I've ever met. So I've got no doubt that he'll, he'll enlighten um, us uh, into how he's going to lead and how the club uh, is going to carry itself over the you know, probably next five to six years, really. And I, I think he'll have a, a good backstop or good experience to draw on. Scott Pendlebury, to me, just seemed a, the epitome of a, a, a successful footy club. He's just a, a ripper fella, approachable. Obviously, his, his um, efforts on the field and, and his performances were you know spoke for themselves. So yeah, to have someone that like that's still around, it's got to be a benefit to a, a young fella finding his way as a, as a leader, Nathan? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, it's, I mean, everything you said about Pendles is spot on. I mean, he, he strikes, strikes the perfect balance between, you know, a win, someone who just wants to win, not at all costs, but he, but he just, he just wants to be great at whatever he does. And he's got great patience to, to stay with an issue, a problem, a person for long enough, which, 
there's a really important trait of, of great leadership, of mentorship. Um, but it's not just Pendles. You know, Jeremy Howe, who would have been a, a really strong candidate for you know the next couple of years in captaincy. Um, Taylor Adams, um, still Sidebottom, who's been in the leadership group for a long time. Obviously, Braden Maynard, a young leader coming up. There's a lot of... Um, you know, Tom Mitchell's come across as a Brownlow medalist. He's been in the game for a long time. He's going to bring um, some, some experience and some perspective as well. It's not... Um, a one-man band, Collingwood. There's a, there's a lot of depth and breadth in their in their leadership group, and Darcy will be well supported with with um, you know what he's going to be asked to do. Bucks, with your experience at Collingwood as a, as a coach, and uh, the the uh, I suppose controversies that at times follow successful footy clubs, and and there was you know, there was a number over your time that that you didn't bring on, but mm. individuals bring to your footy club. How does North Melbourne face what they're going through now? And how much of a distraction is it with an affair with Taron Thomas going on, a new coach in the club, they're trying to make their way back as a, a power in the AFL? Yeah, it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of layers uh, to what you've thrown up there, uh, mate. I reckon, um, I, yeah, big big clubs, you know, bigger club, bigger problems at times, especially if you've got a history, um, because you need to... You know, that, that can sometimes, you know, big clubs sell papers and, and papers will put big clubs, um, you know, on the front of them so that they increase their circulation. So that, you know, so the stories within it sort of, they, they can become bigger at times. Um, the situation with Taryn, and, I, and I'm, I must say, I've not widely read about it. I'm not... Um, I'm not sure of the minutiae and what's what, what the facts are behind the the headline, um, but yes, it does. It does affect a football club, and um, it does affect the people within it. And clearly, um, you know, Taryn himself, and potentially, um, you know, the, the the women involved have been you know, seriously affected um, by um, by things that, that I'm not aware of, or the actions that I might not be aware of, but. Yeah, this this will play out. Um, there is uh, a, an interest in in an AF, in AFL and AFL footballers and the way they carry themselves. I mean, we're we're you know been part of the public sphere for a long time, and for right or wrong, you're, you're sort of seen as role models, and your behaviour is analysed and dissected. Um, and it does affect football clubs, and it's um, it's a very real um, concern and consideration for, for everyone in the football industry as we as we go through it. Speaking of Collingwood no for great Nathan Buckley who's back with uh, SEN in 2023 uh, Monday breakfast alongside Kane Corns all ahead of us. Uh, Bucks the, Craig Kelly as CEO or in, back involved with Collingwood had been a, a long time coming. Um, you've known him for, for so long Ned. He's been around the game for so long and he leaves the the biggest uh, management company involved in our game to, to take charge at Collingwood. I mean uh, it would appear to, again, a bit like Darcy Moore, to be an amazing appointment. He's going to bring a wealth of intel with him. Yeah, I, I, I think it's um, it's inspired, and really, it's it was probably a role that was going to be there for Ned, you know, whenever he decided mm. uh, or if he decided he wanted to do it. I spoke to him a couple of times whilst I was there about trying to get him across, but he was uh, had too many, didn't have any fingers left uh, to put in <laughs> another pie. Um, <laughs> But I think he's like talking to him over the last forty-eight hours. He's he's um, he's excited by it. I think he's. I mean, he's done very well in business. He's done very well, yeah, you know, in in the AFL space, in in marketing and media. 
Um, I, this is, I think this is a, it's a very different role for him. It's, it's, a, it's probably a step back um, in some ways. Um, I think he's, I think he's really, this is a, this is a choice made out of, out of passion uh, more than anything, passion for the football club, passion for the place that, yeah, he, where he started and where he cut his teeth. Ned Promotions started as a, you know, as a as a two by three room um, behind the Dacos bar in the Bob Rose uh, next to the Bob Rose stand, and um, you know where he would he just started taking calls from people that, that wanted um, players to turn up for for promo gigs. He took the he took the best ones and then sort of rang his teammates if um, if they wanted to do the other ones. So. He's done really well, and yeah, he's gone back to where it started. I think he'll, I think he'll be amazing for the club, um, and his connections throughout the AFL industry will be a big part of that. Now that's all footy, but you're about to witness another kind of football, uh, one of the biggest sporting events on the planet. You're off to the Super Bowl, so we need, we need to wish you safe travels, Bucks. Yeah, I'm off on uh, Saturday evening, so it's um, a bit of a bucket list item. I've had a had a couple of opportunities to go when I was coaching and mm. handed it off to. Uh, Fitness coordinators, etc., and yeah, they, they were really bad choices, really bad decisions. I should have just gone myself. But um, you sort of feel your your own self importance. I needed to be there, but uh, at the at the preseason that was. But now I get the chance to go, and yeah, obviously the Chiefs and the Eagles. I've been watching it really closely the last couple of months, and a couple of days in LA, a couple of days in Palm Springs, on the way across to Phoenix, and. Uh, the party hole on the Saturday, watching the golf, and then uh, the Super Bowl on the Sunday. So, yeah, good. Yeah, and I think I don't know I'm if you're. I think I'm on with Jared. I'm on with Jared for a little bit um, leading into it. So I've had to had to school up on the on the gridiron a little bit, mate. Oh, we better put you to work at some stage. And I, I don't know if you're a Rihanna fan, but she's the halftime entertainment or among the halftime entertainment. I think as well. There you go. Yes, yes, she is. Oh, Look, I'll uh, I'll give you a, uh, a rundown on all of that too, if you wish, mate. I think Jared's <laughs> singing as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bucks, uh, great to hear from you, mate, and uh, it'll be great to listen to you throughout the course of the season as well when it when the whips get cracking. So Monday, February twenty, Kane and Bucks on a Monday, it all gets started. Uh, enjoy it over there in Phoenix, mate, and really appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, just hold the fort for us if you could. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, Nathan Buckley there, Collingwood <laughs> legend, SEN Breakfast co-host again on Mondays with Bucks Kane Corns. Uh, you should have asked him. You reckon Bucks gets a car park yeah, on the Monday? Yeah, well, someone's saying here, he driver, you wouldn't be able to get your vehicle into the car park, people are saying here, by the time you... We ha- we'd have to no, I've sort of the modify. Two prongs off the roll bar. We'd have to modify the boom gate and the roof and everything to get uh, your tank it in here. In. It'll fit in because I've taken the two little prongs off the top here. It can fit in. I know it can fit in. I've measured it. I can't get in, but I've measured it. Keep your text coming through on the Temper 40 Wings text. They've got your unique bed match profile, the right bed for you. You know how it works. 40 Winks, they're serious about sleep. Uh, Anna Pavlou's ready with a news update. About time from a cafe coffee, I reckon, Scoob. We'll get another one of those into us and we'll be back after these news headlines. Ash Challenger between the sixes and the heat, live from seven on SEN. Gee, she's a big show this morning uh, on Summer Brekkie. The McCafe menu's already delivered with us. Uh, Peter Moore, the great uh, Collingwood Brownlow medalist and captain, his son Darcy, appointed the 48th Collingwood captain. Nathan Buckley just joined us and you can hear both of those interviews if you miss them just missed them, on the SEN podcast page. We're going to cross 
back to the States uh, shortly. Obviously, Peter Moore's doing some uh, gold hunting, some prospecting mm. over there. But we're going to chat to Mike Jones from The Athletic shortly in the wake. Uh, just uh, before we got up this morning, Tom Brady announcing his retirement yep. against And Griffin. we think he's gone, Tom. We, we don't think he's going to sign with the 49ers for <laughs> five years or anything like that. A 49-year-old with the 49ers. Yep. Um, I didn't realise Bucks had travelled all. Like his young life, you know, born in Adelaide, mm. and then time in Alice Springs, and he's he's been everywhere, man. He tried to pin him to the big V, and I don't think he was having no, any I of it. I don't think he had. He's a nomad, correct? Yeah, he was basically saying, mate, you know, has Land Cruiser and Caravan, and will travel. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, me. Simon Hill's going to join us, Paramount Plus and SEN soccer expert. Massive money getting thrown around uh, in the UK at the moment. In fact, Chelsea just busted um, the record for the most money spent on a player on deadline day over there. So we'll who, have about that buy? with Simon Hill. They bought an Argentine prodigy who just won the World Cup, in fact, with, with Argentina. Um, his name is Enzo Sorry, Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez. Oh, he, he was good in the World Cup. But he was, but he, he didn't actually make his senior international start um, until they played, uh, no, in fact, their final group game. The final group game was when he, his first start for his country came in the World Cup. He didn't play a senior game until he made a came off the bench in a friendly against Honduras last year. But then he has just dominated. His rise has been meteoric. And Chelsea have just dropped £107 million on him. So that's obviously nearly 200, around £200 million Aussie dollars for a 22-year-old. Uh, the most ever spent in the Premier League. So we'll, we'll have a chat to Simon Hill about that. And Doug Bollinger is going to preview uh, the challenger tonight. Um, Big Bash Nation commentator Doug Bollinger. And a few questions that notice that I'll try to trip you up on. What are you Why? laughing at, by the way? Well, I'm not laughing at anything. Okay. Um, so I'm we'll not have, allowed to laugh. We'll catch up well, you're with... You're very serious. Oh, I'm not serious at all. We'll catch up with Mike Jones uh, What are you shortly. doing with your hair? Uh, getting it cut today. But it looks horrendous. Yeah, it's long. Lurch was right. Yeah, it is And long. now you're trying to pin it back with your earphones, like it's some sort of your headphones, like it's sort of a, a little pin back, you know, in a bun type scenario. Unintentional. I might need to go we to the barber to put, with Darcy Moore. We need to put this photo on socials. Oh, it's just hair. It's going to get cut off. Oh, Toyota Caller of the off. Toyota Caller of the Year is back. It's embarrassing. The improved, it holds you back on the bike, wouldn't it? It's a haircut for radio. The improved Hilux uh, Rogue is wider, taller, tougher. Visit your local Toyota dealer. We'll announce the very first weekly winner next Tuesday. Uh, you'll go in the running to win the Caller of the Year and the magnificent Hilux. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back with Mike Jones from The Athletic to chat about Tom Brady on the other side of this. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Well, 23 seasons, seven Super Bowl wins, a stack of records, some of which might just stand the test of time. Today, Tom Brady has retired again, although this time he tells us, Simon, this time, it's for good. Uh, Mike Jones is with The Athletic over in the US as a national NFL writer over there. Mike, appreciate your time this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. I think it's it's 12 months, actually, to the day since he last announced his retirement, only to, of course, famously reverse it some six weeks later. Although this time, he assures us, Mike, he's definitely done. We, we believe in this time, don't we? 
Um, I do. There's a difference in the tone of his words and his message. Last year, it almost sounded like he was doing something out of obligation rather than desire. There's kind of a finality to um, his body language, to the the way he said things, um, his emotions. So I, I believe him now. And you've written a piece, obviously, for The Athletic, sort of, um, you know, almost soliciting for, for people's favourite memories or favourite versions of Tom Brady over such a long period of time. And and something that I think you've put out there that stands the test of time is his resilience. I mean, his ability to rebound from his from his darkest moments. So his his mental feats as much as anything. Yeah, I think so. And that the part is, you know, we look at these guys and they almost seem like superheroes and the the things they're able to pull off. But we saw a lot of very human moments out of Tom Brady um, when he tore his ACL, had to come back from that. When he had the deflate gate, which was very unflattering, you know, the power struggle with Bill Belichick. Um, you know, disappointments, falling short in the Super Bowl after being undefeated. Um, and then, you know, even this past year, there was a lot of frustrations. But we saw him in his ability to bounce back from those dark points, even this year with the frustrations, the home life stuff that's going on, um, underperforming offensive line, defense, and receivers. But he still was able to play at a high level and exhibit a, a strength um, that is admirable, and I think that that's what really will define Tom Brady. Yes, he was a great winner, but the reason why he was a winner is because he was always able to bounce back from those those setbacks that would have derailed a lot of other people. Twenty three NFL seasons, Mike, and you know his statistics. I mean, reading them, they're absolutely extraordinary. In the history of the game, where does he rate? I mean, he's number one. Uh, there's nobody who's had the longevity, the level of excellence. Nobody has won, you know, the, he's won seven Super Bowls. The next closest was Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw with four apiece. Um, we saw him take two different teams to Super Bowls. Um, we saw him come back from injuries. We saw them win three Super Bowls in a short span. Then he had like a little bit of a wilderness period where they were um, not able to get over the hump and then three more Super Bowls. And then to play at the level he did after the age of 40, um, we saw him do things that we might never see anybody else ever do again. So, Mike, what's the reaction been uh, like over there in the hours uh, since the announcement? I mean, was it expected after the way his, his season ended? Uh, what's, what's the fallout been? You know, I think a lot of people thought that we were going to see him leave Tampa and, and find somewhere for one last shot at a trophy. Um, and, you know, but there was also another part of the people that felt like, you know what, maybe it's time. Um, even though he still played pretty well, but there were a lot of frustrations, a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, but, you know, so I don't think anybody expected it was going to be this morning. That was the thing that was surprising. Brady had said he was going to take his time. So people thought this was going to be a while, maybe another month or so. So it did catch everybody surprised by this morning and just the fact that, hey, he really didn't have a drop-off in his play. He was still uh, top three in passing yardage, number one in pass completions. Um, he could still play if he wanted to. And so that's why it was a little bit surprising. Mike, you mentioned uh, just the, the tone and the wording of the statement of, retirement this year com- compared to last, the, 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 that real sense that um, you know, th- this era, th- this phenomenal career I- is over. How did you feel he he felt? You know, was there a real um, a loneliness about him, I suppose? You know, how he's going to go with his, with his next step? Did he talk about how he, he now adjusts life from being a, a superstar on-field player to 
where his career goes off field? Well, we know that he's got a contract with Fox to uh, work NFL games. Just a we small one, when that's gonna... <laughs> You're right. It's probably more than a lot of players will make in their whole playing career. Um, <laughs> but we don't know when exactly that's going to start. Um, but there did you, – you heard his voice crack a little bit when he was saying, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, and, you know, got a little emotional there, which – um, you know, I think that uh, I think he meant that. And I think that uh, there is a little sadness, even though um, he seems like he knows that it's time. It's a great piece you've written for The Athletic, Mike. The, the versions of Tom Brady, the Cinderella Tom, obviously the, the unheralded second year pro, the back-to-back Brady, uh, the, the second and third Lombardi trophies before the age of 30, the villain Brady as well, Deflategate you mentioned, the comeback Brady, of course, that's so front of mind at the moment. It's a great story and really appreciate you joining us at, uh, at short notice to discuss uh, again, 12 months on Simon, another big story in the NFL world and the world of sports with the retirement of, of Tom Brady. We appreciate it, Mike. Hey, thanks. You guys have a good one. We recorded that one a little bit earlier with Mike Jones from the athletic uh, in the States uh, when the news dropped on Tom Brady. So we appreciate him jumping on uh, at short notice, massive news over there at the moment, as you can can understand, mm. Scoob. Um, it's been a fixture for such a long, long, long period of time in that game. And just some of those records that uh, are, are never going to be broken. One thing we haven't discussed is just his ability to under pressure. He was unflappable under the most intense heat the game could offer. The most game-winning drives and the most fourth-quarter comeback wins of any mm. NFL quarterback. He lost count of the number of times he had it. Pats were down, needed a TD, needed to go length of field. You know, two-minute offense, bang, lock it in. It's going to get there. Patriots. I mean, he was just their backbone for so long, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, they, they were a, a part of the furniture there, obviously, and um, we just got so used to seeing him win time after time after time. But uh, Super Bowl is just, uh, funnily enough, 10 days away or 11 days away for us. Morning of the 13th, I think, uh, Glendale, Arizona, home of the Arizona Cardinals, hosting the Super Bowl uh, this year. Looking forward to that. Can Mahomes be as good as Brady? We've got a text here. I don't know if you're referring to that. It came from Ross earlier. Apologies, Ross, we didn't get to it at the time. But he says, I reckon Pat Mahomes will ultimately end up with a better record than Brady. He is certainly a purer quarterback than Brady at the same age. That may or may not be true, Ross. I'll I'll bow to your better knowledge. But he's going to have to do it for a long, 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 long time. Uh, Certainly a lot longer to to be compared to to Tom Brady, who um, did it so well. Not just so well, but did it for so long. That's part of the... Part of the magic was Mah- um, Brady known as a runner. No, and Mahomes so. occasionally yeah. runs himself. I think Mahomes is more athletic than Brady was. Mm. Yeah, um, at the risk of offending people, that was my observation of, of the two. So it brings um, a different aspect to uh, being. A I think the modern day quarterback does that though. In general, they're far more athletic, far more willing to tuck the ball under the arm and and rush, and and they're more dynamic in that sense. Perhaps more athletic as well. But um, yeah, Mahomes is a beauty. Isn't he? Can they rush and pass? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he can he can rush and get fifteen meters. Yeah, and if then he wants, he doesn't want to get it off. He doesn't want to get. No, no, you can't pass past the line of scrimmage. Once you cross the line yeah, of scrimmage, okay. you that, cannot that's the pass. Question it. I so if he he gains ten meters going forward, he's got to run. He it. can't then Correct. pass someone. Correct. Okay. And you run the risk, of course, of your most prized asset getting absolutely steamrolled and injured. Mm. That's why they they slide sometimes, or they get out of bounds, or you know if they know they're going to be sacked, they throw it out of yeah. bounds, take a knee, whatever. So um, you got to protect, you got to protect the quarterback. We saw that with the 49ers 
Um, obviously, we're down to, I think, the third or fourth string quarterback in that uh, playoff game the other day. Uh, you can get involved on the Temper 40 Winks text. Uh, get your unique bed match profile. Find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. I mentioned Simon Hill. He's still uh, ahead of us. The A-League season rolls on. Melbourne Victory made a key signing. They've struggled badly this year in the, in the final third for a attacking options for, for Tony Popovich, and they've just made a key signing there, bringing a familiar face back to the league. We'll discuss uh, round ball domestically and uh, internationally with Simon Hill shortly, uh, SEN soccer guru. Doug Bollinger is going to join us as well. Do you know Doug? You ever come across Love Doug? Dougie. Yep. He's a ripper. Big Bash Nation commentator, of course. It all goes on the line tonight for the Heat and the Sixers. The Sixers going for their fourth consecutive BBL grand final. Can you believe it? Mm. Amazing. Mm. And they await uh, the Scorchers, the winner of Scorchers this match. Scorchers are going to take some beating. You reckon? Oh, yeah. They've got 2020 cricket. Just I wouldn't knock the Sixers uh, out of the equation by any stretch no, no, if no, they can but, get over the heat. But, you know, they're the most predictable 2020 mm. side, the Scorchers, in. You just know what they bring to the table, and they bring it every time. In an unpredictable format, too. But uh, having said that, the Heat uh, have performed really well against the Sixers this year. Uh, racked up 220 against them at the Gabba Wolf earlier on. confidence. He was. Yesterday, he was confident. He referenced that game. Man. He was indeed. So they've got a few outs, of course, as have the Sixers, but uh, the, the Heat ravaged four big international outs. So Steve Smith's a... been their backbone the last three games. At the Sixers? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He had a point to prove, didn't he, Steve Smith? You got oh, the feeling there was a real chip it. on the shoulder. <laughs> he was going to prove a few a people wrong. Hey, I can play any got format that. I want, thank you. All right, we'll take a, a break and be back after this. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Sam Edmund, Simon O'Donnell with you on a Thursday morning. Another pretty good day today. 22 degrees in Melbourne town. A coolish start, uh, 14 degrees. That appears to be our lot at the moment. Uh, the fallout from the Tom Brady retirement announcement, uh, Scoob, just before we hit the airwaves, continues over there in the US. First take today, this is Mike Francesca, uh, who a lot of listeners will know. This is his, have a listen to this. This is his assessment on where Tom Brady sits in the NFL pantheon. Tom Brady made himself great. He wasn't great. He wasn't great in college. He lost his job, which is what fueled him his whole life. He's the most competitive person anybody's ever met. And he worked harder than anybody ever to be this good. He made himself this good. He didn't didn't start out that way. He was drafted late. He had a terrible body. It took him time to do it. Now, I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, ceremony. Okay. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. What? He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games. He won the most Super Bowls. So he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach and he was that competitive. But so, let me say this. In the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances, nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on. Not even close. And in the regular season, I watch every game in the regular season. The best down-to-down, Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback I've ever seen regular season was Peyton Manning. There you go. A strong take on first take from Mike Francesca on where Tom Brady sits. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of them were like, hang on a minute, ready to jump down his throat. And then, like, oh, okay, yeah, I can sort of see what you're saying there. Um, 
Interesting take, though. Uh, and we did speak about his longevity. That's part of the magic. That's a massive part of the magic. Peyton Manning. To do it for as long as he did for so long. Dan's texting, Mahomes will not have the longevity of Brady because he runs so much. He's too short for later in his career when his mobility will be limited to just passing from the pocket, which obviously Tom Brady turned into a into an art form. Uh, Joe, Patrick Mahomes has a better record at the same stage of his career than Brady. This will be his third Super Bowl and only his fifth season. Brady was never an athletic QB. Sitting in the pocket was his go. Mahomes, on the other hand, has the ability to use his legs as well as having an unbelievable arm, which was Brady's main strength. So um, that's the fallout over there in the US at the moment. Uh, Mike Francesca comparing Tom Brady with Peyton Manning and Joe Montana. Have you seen that scan yet of, uh, of no, Novak's? No, I haven't seen the you're three still, centimetre tear. You're still doubting it, aren't you? You and everyone else? Yep. That he's injured? That he was injured? The Australian Open? Heaven help us if he had two... Two stable hamstrings. No, I'm not doubting it. I'm sure there was a tear there. Craig Tiley on Sports Day last night uh, revealing with Kane and Jared that uh, Novak Djokovic had been scanned. He'd seen the scan results, spoken to the doctors himself, the TA boss, and been told that uh, the Serb had a three-centimetre nick. So nick? What, that's a tear in the hamstring. What would have precluded them telling... Oh, you bet. You, you, come on. There's a tact with these sort of things. You don't want to go blabbing to everyone that he's got a three-centimetre tear in his hamstring, do you? You want to just get the tournament done first, and then you can talk about it if you feel... I don't want to breach uh, the player's privacy, do you? Okay, plenty more still to come after this. Novik telling us. <laughs> Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Sam Edmund, Simon O'Donnell with you on a pretty busy Thursday morning, it must be said. But that hasn't stopped you, Scoob, just during the ad break there. You might have a purchase in mind. You found something there, a little pub. Well, you I might want to get your hands you on. and I should do it. Well, I won't be able to offer much in the way of finance. I believe quality control, maybe I could be. Well, the, the old you ran a pub. The high street you ran. It's a lovely little country town in New South Wales, you ran it. Right. The Royal George Hotel. It hasn't served a beer since 1999. So I read a bit, which intrigued me. I thought, wow, you know, pubs yeah. were still pretty popular then. What happened was, which I didn't realise, when we had the Olympics. Sydney. If So for bars that sort of sprung up out of nowhere for the Olympics, they needed licences. Oh, so they swooped so them? They, they, they swooped. went and they were swooping on country pubs. Right. And buying them and switching the licence from... Urana to High Street, Sydney, and boom. And so the Urana pub just shut. All right. Well, let's let's That's sad. Let's come back to that in a moment. We yeah. digress, uh, and we shouldn't because we've got Simon Hill on the line, Paramount Plus football expert, of course. He Air, might uh, want a piece of the pub as might, well. Let's get him in, host of uh, the Global Game right here on SEN, of course. Uh, Simon, welcome. Morning, guys. How are you? Happy to be an investor in the Urana pub, You've eh, been mate? the Urana, Simon, at all? <laughs> I wouldn't even know where it is. Could I roster you in for like a Monday night behind the bar? I'll take your word for it. No, he'll be playing. He's he'll be he'll be his band will bring the band in. Bring the band he'll in. He'll band in and we need it. Saturday That's night. It. Monday night is rehearsal night, guys, I'm afraid so. Oh, yeah. no, we do a Sunday yeah. afternoon tunes type thing. You know, Sunday a, session. Yeah, Sunday session. So long as your uh, as long as your patrons are happy with uh, metal covers, yeah, yeah, that's right. Might be a bit heavy for might be, might be a bit heavy for heavy for the Palmer at Palmers on a Sunday afternoon. Hey, Simon, uh, you don't know where your Anna is, and neither do I. But you know where Melbourne Victory are, and they're struggling, uh, struggling badly this year as well. They take on Wellington tomorrow night. They've made a, a signing as well, but 
What have you to make of the campaign so far under uh, Tony Popovich? Because it had promised a heck of a lot more than what's materialised. Yeah, it's look at uh, so far. You have to say it's been disastrous. Um, now that's not necessarily the way it's going to finish, uh, because there's still a long way to go. And uh, the league being the way it is, you know, two or three wins you can quite quickly shoot up the league. But uh, they are really struggling for results at the moment. Six without a win. Uh, I, I do think that some of the off-field stuff has impacted on the players. I know mm. it shouldn't, but. Uh, I think it's probably impossible not to be affected by, you know, what's been swirling around the club. Uh, obviously, the trouble at the Melbourne Derby, the financial sanctions that have followed, uh, the financial issues that the club have got in general, uh, and, you know, the fact that they've got that points deduction uh, suspension hanging over them. So I think it's it's been a combination of factors. And, and also, strangely, on the pitch, you know, given the quality that they've got in attack, they just haven't been able to score goals, which is a pretty fundamental part of the game. If you don't do that, you're not going to win. Mm, yeah, and they made that signing, obviously, uh, Nani, the, the, uh, a name that a lot of people are familiar with, but he's gone down with that season-ending knee injury, so nothing's gone right. Nick uh, D'Agostino's yeah. obviously uh, departed for Norway as well. But the signing I referred to, Bruce Kamau, uh, how old is Bruce now? Would he be late 20s or 27? Uh, late 20s, yeah. yeah. Um, and look, you know, Bruce is a good signing. He's, uh, he's a very experienced player and uh, he's won a grand final before with Adelaide United, uh, played with Western Sydney Wanderers, knows the league back to front, um, went and tried his luck overseas. It hasn't quite worked out. So I don't quite know where he's been over the last uh, six, 12 months, to be honest. So may, may well be a bit short of match fitness, but there's no doubt that he's got quality and can play on that right-hand side of the attack uh, and one or two other positions as well. But... Uh, certainly looks like a you know straight replacement for Nani, and uh, you know maybe he's the missing link. Who knows? But you, you look at the the quality that they've still got in attack: Bruno Fornaroli, Jake Brimmer, Chris Economides, Ben Falami, uh, and now Kamau. You know that those those guys collectively should be more than capable uh, of sticking a few goals mm. in the back of the net. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to do it on a regular enough basis so far this season. Simon, uh, talking the World Cup, which was you know great, great to watch, but good to see players that perform well in it uh, being rewarded. Yes. And I, I talk of uh, Harry Souter and his yeah. move to Leicester. I mean, you know, it's really put some of our Socceroos on the world stage. Yeah, well, that's what World Cups do. Uh, you know, because they they have such global. Uh, presence with the, you know, I think it, it was watched by 4 billion people this last World Cup. So, uh, obviously, the big clubs are going to be watching as well uh, in Europe, and you have a good tournament, and all of a sudden you can put yourself in the spotlight. Uh, and Harry Sutar certainly did that. I mean, he was just unbelievable at the World Cup, particularly when you think that uh, he'd only played, I think, two or three games after a 12 month layoff due to that torn ACL that he sustained uh, playing for the Socceroos. So it was an extraordinary effort, and uh, his performances have, have rightly brought about this attention from the Premier League. Uh, Leicester City yesterday made him the most expensive Australian ever, um, £15 million, which is about what, $23 million. Uh, and I reckon he'll play right from the off, too. Mm. You know, Leicester in a bit of a relegation scrap. They need some uh, presence at the back, and, uh, and Harry certainly offers that. So... It's been a long time since we had a soccer room playing regularly in the Premier League. I think Matthew Ryan was the last one. And uh, I'm, I'm really chuffed for Harry. He's a super guy as well. Uh, I had a good chat with him at the World Cup. And, 
Yeah, and, and he loves playing for Australia, let me tell you that. He's cool, calm and collected, wasn't he, under pressure on the pitch? I hope he was off it too, Simon, because he had to wait, didn't he? I, I, I thought for a while that, that, that deal wasn't going to go through. He had to be patient. Yeah, I don't quite know what the, the issue with that was. Uh, the, the paperwork uh, t- took a while to go through and maybe he was sweating that it wasn't going to get done. And, uh, you know, sometimes... You know, careers can be fine, uh, decided on fine margins as well. You know, you never know. It doesn't go through. All of a sudden, he has to wait and he gets mm. an injury and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fortunately, it has gone through. And, um, yeah, as I say, I'm delighted for him that he's a, he's a Leicester City player. Uh, he's got a good manager as well in Brendan Rodgers, who I think bring the best out of him. And uh, Australia should be the beneficiaries. Yeah, speaking of big money, though, Chelsea uh, mm-hmm. Chelsea have broken the EPL record. Uh, splashed, I think, Aussie yeah. dollars, maybe nearly $200 million on uh, on the 22-year-old Enzo Fernandez, who, of course, won the World Cup with, with Argentina. Talk about a meteoric rise, Simon. This guy, for, for those who don't follow the game super closely, anyways, come on really quick. Yeah, and uh, look, I mean, the amazing thing is that Chelsea, uh, once they uh, moved from the Roman Abramovich era and uh, to, to these new owners, everybody thought, well, you know, it's going to be a bit different because they're not going to have that much money to spend. Well, that's gone out of the window. Um, they, they are flashing the cash like uh, like nobody's business. And look, Fernandes is a super player. Um, and again, you know, the World Cup can, uh, can elevate you to a, a different level. And uh, being part of the Argentina, you know, winning team has clearly done that. Uh, he was playing in Portugal um, beforehand with Benfica, a very big club in their own right. Um, but obviously Chelsea had a different level in terms of the finances of the game these days. And uh, yeah, he's one of a, a handful of new signings for Graham Potter, who is clearly rebuilding uh, the team almost from top to bottom. And I think it'll be next season before we see the results of that. But he'll be a key part of it. Simon, really interesting talking to Graham Arnold yesterday morning, and and he highlighted to us the lack of infrastructure that is there for, for and pathways mm-hmm. for young mm. footballers to to come through the system, and and obviously strengthen then the the A League and the Australian reputation yeah. around the world. He wants to go, you know, cap in hand to government and sort of say we we, we need a home. Has he got any hope? <laughs> well, obviously, I hope so um, because he's right. Um, you know, we don't get the government dollar by and large. It goes to the other sports. Uh, the corporate dollar tends to go to the other sports as well. And even though we are, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest sport in the country in terms of participation, uh, we end up with very little. And our facilities are minuscule in comparison um, to the other sports. And of course, by, by extension, we have a very small National League. We only have 11 professional clubs. Now, you look at, uh, for example, uh, Argentina, who just won the World Cup. Uh, in common with many other countries around the world, they have three professional divisions, uh, 50, 60 professional clubs. There are probably more professional clubs in Buenos Aires than there are in, in Australia put together. So that's, that's the problem for the pathways. You know, we have all these kids playing junior football, but there's nowhere for them... Uh, to go and play longer term in a professional pathway, and the facilities aren't there to help them develop either. So if we're serious about being a major player on, on the global stage, we have to invest in it. And, and quite frankly, it's a miracle that we get through to the knockout phase of uh, World Cups on the back of uh, such little money that we spend on our football in comparison to all the other nations. Uh, but it won't last forever. So Arnie's right, and uh, obviously I hope that, uh, you know, he gets his way and we do get some 
some proper facilities and investment in our game. Speaking of Simon Hill, Paramount Plus uh, football expert, commentator, host of the Global Game right here on SEM. Before we let you go, Simon, I've just got to ask you about Wrexham and what is going on there now. Uh, it's a club that was introduced to a lot of us, of course, via the <laughs> Welcome to Wrexham yeah. show, Hollywood ownership, Ryan Reynolds, the whole box and dice. Um, it was a rough introduction, I think, for, for the pair. They probably didn't get the results they wanted, but now, second season in, I think, isn't it? They're, they're going very well. Yep. Uh, potentially yep. fifth round of the FA Cup as well. Yeah, uh, well, I've got a replay against uh, Sheffield United. Um, they they drew three three at the weekends in uh, in the fourth round tie, and they're only denied by a ninety fifth minute yeah. equaliser from John Egan from the Blades. Uh, Wrexham's a, a famous old club. It's it's in uh, North Wales, which uh, has a sort of reasonably big catchment area. Uh, they've got a, a great stadium in the racecourse ground that they're investing in. Uh, I think one of the oldest football grounds in world football. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a club with huge potential. And obviously, uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds uh, saw that. And, you know, they've invested not just uh, money in the club and, and in the team, but they also, you know, appear to have sort of touched a nerve with the locals as well. And, and they've, they've become part of that community. So it's, it's a great story to watch. And they've mm. set their sights on getting the club to the Premier League. Uh, they're a long way off that at the moment. They're in the National League, which is the fifth tier, but they are top of that competition. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, worth keeping an eye on over the next few years. Great story. It is a great story. Hey, Simon, really appreciate your time uh, this morning. There's so much to discuss in the world of football, so I appreciate you covering off some of the aspects uh, of it with us. Uh, enjoy your day, mate, and we'll, we'll get you down to the Urana pub when, when Simon <laughs> makes his purchase. I'll go I'll go look at Google Maps now, but uh, I'll be delighted to. Have a good week, guys. Good, good on you, mate. Uh, metal, always welcome at the Urana pub. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, a, a text did come in, though, from Troy and Hughesdale, Simon. Fantastic. S- yeah. Scoob, my mum grew up in Urana. Great little town. Pub was the heart and soul of the town. There you go. A number of number of towns, uh, Corrine, Drysdale, Barraja, all had pubs and a football team. Not Don't anymore. exist anymore. No, nah, it's a sad, sad. state of affairs. Really, Re- really is, yeah. Now, you were onto this, I know, but confirmed uh, some breaking news. Usman Khawaja's visa issues have been resolved. He was at, uh, cited at the Qantas check-in this morning, uh, straight through the international terminal. He says he's very excited to be going away. And I'm sure um, uh, Ronnie and uh, Paddy Cummins and the whole team are excited to have him too because he's braining him at the moment. First test next week. It's going to come along quick. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of uh, no warm I think we had Buff on yesterday. I think, yeah, was it Buff or was it someone else said they couldn't believe there was no warm-up game Oof. over there? It was, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they chose not to. They had the option to do it. But they've, they've chose, chosen to you know to, to train and, and do their own match simulations. What do you think of that? Which is the new word. Well, look, they, they should know. Proof will be in the pudding. They should know. Um, so they'll want to play on on pitches that are curated to get ready for what's going to happen. Yeah, the two-day spin camp up mm-hmm. there at Bon Andrews Oval, yeah. They did. Manufactured. And, and they'll have more over there now. So I, I think probably it was getting away from a pitch that's not going to be like the one they're going to play on. They're going to try and simulate what's going to happen mm. in the first test match. So they get a few days practicing on those, bowling and batting. So how far away are we? When's the first test? Do you say a week? week? Yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. income. That's I'll, going to come along quickly, isn't it? I'll, yep. And I'll we'll get be here that for you while we're in our break. No, we'll be here. Well, uh, no break because oh, we need to get. Break. Yeah, no, we okay, need. Okay, to... well, let me go to the Cricket Australia app then. Let's <laughs> test every let ball of it's that. live here on SEM, but we'll get the start date and time for you in a moment. I think mid afternoon the first ball will be bowled. Kino Go now in Victoria. Up to twenty million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast.
Questions without notice. For WD40, register online for the Repair Challenge 2023 for a share in over 15 grand in prizes. It is time for questions without notice, but the lines are always open here thanks to IMAR. IMAR Insurance Open Line 1300 736 736. I think we've still got a couple of prizes on the cutting room floor here. We're happy to give away. You can give us a ring. You might have a question without notice. You might have any point uh, or argument you want to make or just uh, anything at all in the world of sport. Uh, Pies fans, are you happy with the new skipper? North fans, what's your take on Tarrant Thomas? Cricket fans, if you want to have a chat about the BBL finals or look ahead to the first test, you can give us a ring. All thanks to IMAR. Just by the way, on the first test, and not having a warm-up match over there. Um, a very good text here. The last time India provided a green top for the pre-test match, and to quote Steve Smith, it was irrelevant to prepare for the test. Mm. Too good, India. They're not going to give us... Oh. They're going to give us as far in a wicket as they can to what the Aussies will actually walk on to for the first test. So best, best we take control. I remember yeah. a um, Pakistan semi-final of a World Cup. We walked out to practice. Mm. Uh, Pakistan, 15 metres away, pitch was perfect. Ours was wet. 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 Literally, it'd be yeah, water. A leak, yeah. A leak. A leak? Yeah, a leak. So <laughs> uh, they're, they're just, that's that's what happens. You isn't just got to cop it and you move on. Isn't that fascinating? Mm. Did you cop it or did you arc up? No, no, we had to cop it. We yeah. had to go and do fielding and whatever until it dried enough for guys just to have a net. Jeez. So that's what happened. You walked into the hotel and basically everything from a Western point of view, food wise, you know, chicken Maryland and chicken this and chicken that, which were. Sort of the safest foods you would eat when you went over there. Well, Tim May. There was a there was a text mark unavailable. No chicken. Uh, only all the curries were available. What was in those? Hot stuff. <laughs> Hot stuff. As the twelfth man famously quoted, "Yeah, the runs before a ball was even bowled." <laughs> so. Don't worry, there's plenty of challenges when you go to these places. <laughs> yes. Hey, Scotty's called in from Keelor Downs on the uh, our Insurance Open Line. Uh, Scotland, welcome. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Stuart. How are we? We're well, mate. What's on your mind this morning, Scotty? Well, I've just um, heard about with this Karaj stuff up with the Boozer. How can all the others got through quite well, but Karaj's didn't? Yeah, and it's happened. should have been looked up by the same person. Yeah, and I think it is, Scotty, obviously. The the government, uh, the, the, the appropriate body over there in India, of course it would be for visa permits. It's happened before too. I'm not sure. The, the thing that often gets pointed out is he's, he's Pakistan-born and that takes a little bit longer to process, uh, given the issues uh, historically between the two countries. I'm not really sure though, Scotty. But Scoob, do you have a, a theory? Um, no, I don't. I, I, I know his, his brother got in a bit of trouble a few years ago, so that that might be part of it as well. That that there may be a delay, and he has to jump through a, mm, a couple more hoops, hoops yep. um, different to uh, to the other guys. But you know, again, all's well that ends well. He, he got through during the night, and he's at Sydney Airport. He's gone through customs, and he's on his way, about to get on the Qantas kite and get uh, over there. Good on you, uh, Scotty. Thanks for calling in. We'll actually hang around if you'd like to go. We can fling you the tickets to the Oki Melbourne Experience. Four people. You can take three along with you, of course, valued at 360 bucks. It's a bit of darts, some share plates, some cocktails as well. And uh, we'll also, how generous is this? We're in a generous mood today. We'll give you the double pass to the Beachside Gift, Australia's best professional sprinters in action. It's at Mentone Reserve this Saturday as well. We've still got the Signa Boost Power Bank and the Arden Holes uh, Club Mandalay to give away. When you said to Scotty, you know, if you'd like to go, I thought you are going to send him to India. No. Well, like hell, Scotty's <laughs> not going before I do. A um, couple of questions without notice. Uh, yes. First, Firstly, you, you love your American footy. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, I'm a casual, very casual observer. Okay. Manning. Montana. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't follow it that close. Oh, I, I come. I come to Brady because he's done it for for so long. 
Okay, we can debate all the things that were debated before on first take around, you know, who was better in various Super Bowls, who was better in the playoffs, who was better in the regular season, but he just did it for longer than anyone else. And I think that's that's a massive part of it. Okay. Our soccerers coach, taking us through the next World Cup, mm. told us yesterday he's going to the government with cap in hand to get funding from yep. the Australian government. Yep. If soccer went to the Australian government and basketball went to the Australian government, who do you think would get the money first? Well, I think soccer should because there's been a, an incredible lack of funding. Our national team has no funding. There's no centre. There's no There's no AIS equivalent. The North Melbourne have got better facilities than the, the Socceroos do. How can, our, how can that performance garner the attention of the nation like it did? The team comes together 10 days before and there's no pathway system seemingly or it needs to be dramatically overhauled, no academies. I think they need to get their house in order and they need some government help to do it. I think the government, uh, they're about to give, hopefully anyway, the Tasmanian government $350 million for stadium upgrades for footy. Surely they can help out a, a national team. Surely. Are they saying get your house in order before you do get the money? No sport is immune from controversy. Though. I think they've got more hope of becoming astronauts than getting money from the government what? at the minute. Why do you Until say they that? clean up their act. Oh, what? Well, you come back to the victory. I'm coming back to I, I think if we really went through it over the last 10 years, there's multiple, multiple sins against the game. They but seem to be out on that. Get, they've got to get those things right. Every sporting organisation's crying poor to a degree, and they're all looking for funding. But I, I think they sit on their own in terms of for so long not having the funding that they that they deserve. Although Andrew Clark, I mean, I think inadvertently Simon Hill ruffled a few feathers with our interview earlier when you asked him about that. And Andrew Clark said, I'm sick of hearing soccer people bleating. Firstly, there's no evidence to show soccer is the biggest participation sport in Australia. It's miles behind netball, for instance, he says. They get more out of local council than all other sporting codes, and the club rip off the junior who can pay up to 4000 bucks a year to play while they find, uh, find the seniors. And you have the behaviour of the fans. I can tell you what motorsport had to, to do to get money out of the feds, if you like. But the fact is that um, uh, and then I'll, the sponsorship will come when people watch, uh, basically summarising the rest of his message. What do you reckon the most participated sport in Australia is? Question without notice. Basketball. Do you think so? Mm. So I had a look at uh, the first thing that popped up on Google, statista.com.au, Australian sort of statistical website. And it, and it quotes, well, it quotes walking, recreational walking is the number one pursuit. Then athletics, then swimming, then cycling, then yoga, then soccer, then tennis, then golf, then basketball, and down it, and down it goes to, to it all the other sports. Uh, walking. Rolling everything in. The first major sport, I suppose, would be swimming. Swimming's there. Swimming, cycling, yoga, soccer. There you go. And and again, we take that with a grain of salt. Who knows what, what, what to believe? Rich is in Thornbury. G'day, Rich. G'day, guys. Good morning. What's uh, happening? Just a, just, a, just a comment. Thanks so much for, uh, for all your great work over the summer period. It's been awesome. And um, well, just a question for you both. Is there a better looking, more fluid batsman in the world when he's going it wasn't in Kawaja. Uh, he's flying at the moment, isn't he, Rich Scoob? I uh, l- love him when he's going and he's he's just um he's so simple. His technique's so simple when he's going. Uh, it probably brought him down in the early days and now he's he's um you know got his head around it. So I, I agree, Richie, he's wonderful to watch once he's get going. And I'd say that about most left handers. You know, mm. left handers they've just got that a bit grace. of grace mystique and grace about them that uh 
when they when they do get into an innings, they're great to watch. Uh, Rich, sit tight. We'll sling you. Appreciate you calling us on the Omar Insurance Open Line. We'll get you that uh, magnificent Signet Boost Power Bank valued at fifty nine ninety five. It'll charge everything. The old Signet phone, tablet, earbuds, everything twenty four seven. And off the text, joint citizenship with Pakistan. No one from Pakistan. Uh, this texter says gets into India without a lot of scrutiny. CA should have submitted this earlier, as they knew his visa takes longer, as they have had the same issue before. Um, keep the text coming through on the temper forty wing. Text. They are the consumer's choice winner. Temper mattresses, the pillows, the bases, and they conform to the exact shape of your body. We need to get to the newsroom. Uh, Andrew, if you're willing to sit tight, we'd appreciate it. I know you want to have your say on soccer as well and, um, and where it sits in our sporting psyche, which we're happy to do if you're happy to wait right after these headlines. The UV index predicted to reach 10 thanks to SunSmart and showers tomorrow, 18. And don't miss tonight's Big Bash Challenger between the Sixers and the Heat, live from 7 on SEN. Anna, thank you. I've just seen the footage of Usman Khawaja making his way into the international gates there at Melbourne Airport. Now, you you take a great interest in what Uzi wears and how he conducts himself. And love we, him. lo- we love, love him. We love, love him. him. That's the disclaimer I was about to make and the point that we need to make. However... That doesn't hasn't stopped you from in in playful manner questioning his get up from he time. He wore to the time. cream and bronze on the plane coming down to the Sydney Test. Like really, uh, you know the jumpsuit. Well, I didn't have a problem with that. With a, with a hoodie and you know, Nike all over it, and you know, you're thinking, right, okay, he's probably getting a bit of coin for that. Great, mate. He's just done the parade through Sydney International Airport inside with the shades on. He's down like, at Melbourne, course, but he had the shades. You're better on. than that. <laughs> he had the sunnies on inside. And we know he's a non-drinker, Oz. The only reason for a shade inside is if you can hardly see out of the peepers because you've celebrated something a little bit too much. Maybe he did last uh, night. That's the only excuse. We can't. Oh, well, he might have had a late night. Oh, mate, please. Was he had I'm going to have to get in contact with him again. So, mate, that's twice in the summer you've let me down. As he would say, it's a sin to look this good. He's going to hell. <laughs> and the aviators on inside Melbourne Airport. And straight away it tickled you, didn't it? Uh, uh, Andrew's been waiting patiently in Nidri. Uh, Andy, welcome. Uh, good morning, fellas, and thank you for letting me on. Um, look, I, I think uh, in relation to the soccer uh, and also the, the request for a national mm. centre, my problem with all this, and it's been, uh, and, and it's always this, um, it, it's Sydney-centric. It would be built in Sydney for Sydney to increase its empire of soccer within, within Australia. It's not a national sport until they diversified out of Sydney, and they have two divisions, uh, at least two divisions, uh, first and second and relegation. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that it'd be wrong uh, for us to basically um, uh, set up a, another centre for Sydney in, in relation to not growing the game. My, my issue with this is soccer hasn't grown because it's been too Sydney-focused over the years um, and it needs to branch out. And I reckon Melbourne would be the best place for a headquarters. But Andrew, but who cares where it is? What does it really matter where it is? I mean, if it means that we can harbour our best young talent and give them a place to go like the AIS does in Canberra, and that's Canberra-centric, if you like, then then does it really matter? It does matter because it's not throwing the game. It's basically saying that that everything in soccer is in Sydney. What what, what do you mean by that? I mean, the grand final announcement, obviously, you'll refer to, but we've got a national A-League. We've got an A-League competition. We've we've got teams from from New Zealand playing in that competition. I mean, what what do you mean by it? Why is it Sydney-centric? They won't won't grow the game in WA and South Australia and Victoria as much as they can if they always look at Sydney as the headquarters of soccer. It won't happen. How many teams have we got uh, in Melbourne? We've got three teams in the A-League based, Adam. Three. Yeah. That's exactly right. 
And when where do they play the national the the, the, the finals was um, for the A League in Sydney? Well, as where of now, they yeah. The, the, where, well, where are they playing the women's soccer uh, finals in Sydney? Where are they playing uh, any national uh, the finals any um, championship for um, the World Cup they played in Sydney? They never play it. They they rarely ever play it in Melbourne or or WA or South Australia. They need to expand their horizon. All I'm saying to you is they need to expand their horizons, spread the love around Australia, maybe look at Melbourne's as the headquarters because let's look at it. The AFL is based in Melbourne. The uh, national cricket is based in Melbourne, and and then the public and I think the basketball is based in Melbourne as well. So. Um, Andrew, I hear, I hear what you're saying. It, it's interesting, Sam. It, it, it doesn't matter what sport it is. The Melbourne-Sydney rivalry, oh. it, it, it's it, it's just horrible. Racing would, is exactly the same. It would grow the game, Cricket though. is exactly the same. You know, if, if anything happens in Sydney and it's at the SCG, not the MCG, you know, people start you know throwing mud yep. at Sydney. Yep. Racing-wise, you know, the, the Everest comes along, mud goes at Sydney. I mean, it, it's quite extraordinary that... that you know, whatever happens, it's not going to be the right decision. It can't be. It will be for a certain segment of the organisations. It won't be holistically. Love a strong opinion, though, off the IMO Insurance Open Line. Welcome any time. So we appreciate it, Andrew. Toyota Caller there is back, too, by the way, just on that front. The improved Hilux Rogue, wider, taller, tougher, will announce the, the first weekly winner of our Caller of the Year next Tuesday. David, fantastic. You know how we said the fluentness of the left-hander? He said, yeah, yeah, Scoob. Buck Rogers, yeah, fluent. Simon Caddick, yeah, fluent. Jimmy Adams, fluent. And the pond with the ponytail. I've got to look that one up. But he's quite right. None of those blokes are fluent and they're left-handers. Doug Bollinger is up next. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Scoob, the pawn with the ponytails, Rory Burns. We wouldn't know if he's fluent or not. He wasn't at the crease long enough to get a look at him. Of course, he had a nightmare ashes trip out here, didn't he, of course, and the victim of that famous uh, Mitchell Stark. I'm getting smashed, which is fantastic. Shiv Chandapal, yeah, he was fluent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think maybe that might have been a gross generalisation. Hey, this man's fluent, though, and fluent behind the mic for Big Bash Nation. His name is Doug Bollinger, of course, and he joins us. On the line tonight as we get down to the real pointy end of uh, of this BBL campaign. Dougie was fluent. Fluent bowler, fluent batter. Very. Yeah, left-handed. Yeah. Yep. Doug, you'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, got 11 blokes to 100, so you'd say so. There you go. And all those 11 then cost you getting 100, <laughs> Doug, so they got out. Exactly right, mate. They kept getting out of me. How do you see tonight? How do you see tonight, Doug? I mean, this has been uh, we, Simon and I have spoken about a bit in recent uh, weeks and months, that it feels like this has been a a BBL campaign that has really put the the tournament back on the map in many ways. The ratings are good, the attendances are good, and the storylines have been great as well. So, if uh, the season's been anything to go by, we're in for a treat tonight and a treat in the final on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I think it's I think it's been a good BBL. You know, I've said it before, but I, I just think because the test matches are so ordinary. Um, I think everyone's kind of converted to, to Big Bash. We've had good crowds, good scores. I love how the ball's been dominating um, the game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit harsh to say. Obviously, it was good to see the Aussies win both test series. Don't get me wrong, but come on, let's 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 be honest. Doug, how do you see uh, the Heat and the Sixers going? The Heat have got a good record against the Sixers. 
Yeah, no, nah, they won't win tonight. <laughs> well, no chance. <laughs> no, no, mate. It's one of those things where everyone's worried about all the Aussies that have come and gone and all that. But, mate, the, the guys have played most of the season or nearly all the season without them. So um, it was awesome to see, you know, Usman and Steve Smith and all these guys come back. Don't get me wrong, but these guys have played BBL. They know what to do. And, you know, some of the guys coming in, they've just got to play a crucial role tonight to get them into the final. Yeah, so they, they did knock out, punch out 220 against them uh, in the only completed game they've played, though, the Heat. And I think they took Sean Abbott for plenty in that one and maybe plenty in the washed-out game as well. Uh, well, the washed-out game in North Sydney, I think the Heat got bowled out for 140. So I would have backed the Sixers in there. But, mm. mate, that's just a game, eh? That's, that's just 2020, mate. Like, you can bowl your best ball and get a wicket and you can, you know, yeah. have your day in and out. It's just one of those things, mate. But I reckon we're in for a good game. Hopefully the crowd jumps out. You know, with, isn't it funny? My daughter started high year eight yesterday and she finishes school at one o'clock today. How does that work? <laughs> just easing them went into it. School, went back to school yesterday after six weeks break and I uh, know that I'm, I'm finishing school at one o'clock today. What's going on? Well, she's got school again tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, but at least lie to me and say that I'm just not going to go or, you know, I'll be there. You know, I'd rather just say I've been, you know... Hey, hey, Doug, just while we're on the subject of scheduling, but we'll just take the scheduling conversation back to the cricket, if you don't mind. Um, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I get it as a parent. I know that those curriculum no, 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 days no, on the no, first no, day no, back. It's all about you. Not all about at all. you, mate. You go, go. No, no, it's about the cricket. I just wanted to ask you, Roscoe text in, actually. It's his question, not mine. He's wondering why there's a BBL final tonight and the grand final so shortly after on a Saturday, and he's wondering why they couldn't have scheduled tonight's final either last night or the night before to give the winner of it just a, a couple of days rest before they play Perth? Oh, mate, I reckon you're not going to get, you know, as good a crowd or as good a rating as to a Saturday night. Um, no, leave, think... the, leave the Saturday, but why this game tonight? Why is it tonight? Why couldn't it be earlier? Well, I, I think just the way it's scheduled, I think it's the way it around, scheduled around Shield Cricket, One Day Cricket, the Test Series, all that. And I think it, at the moment it's just long enough. Um, I think we've seen in past years you know, the, the BBL's gone, you know, even a couple of weeks into into the school term and it just dragged on a bit where now I think it's school's the first week of school, school's on back, in and out, and then we can get the Indian test series going, which is gonna be phenomenal. That's that's, that's just my my thought. Um, I might be wrong, uh, but I think it's it, it hasn't dragged on. You know what I mean? It's been good. It's been good fun. It's been good cricket, and now it's just time for it to roll back a bit. Yeah, certainly been a great tournament. No arguments from us there. Uh, Douglas, appreciate your time this morning. We better let you um, make sure you're ready to pick your daughter up in about five minutes' time from from school. So appreciate oh, it this morning. Great, thanks, team. <laughs> Doug Bollinger there of Big Bash Nation joining us, and just uh, hey, look, you know, taking us off on a little tangent, which is absolutely, absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> Rory Burns is copping a hell of a cane, isn't he? Here, as I am, and so I should have. And as are the elegant left-handers, you know, some elegant left-handers, I should have said. A lot of debate around the Socceroos as well and whether they deserve the funding or they say about the lack of government funding and other sports that deserve it. That's an interesting topic of conversation, that one. And, and someone's pointing out here that, uh, and they're right, the Matildas have got a, a shiny new training uh, facility that they're, they are building or have finished, I'm not sure, somewhere at... Um, out in the outer uh, suburbs of Melbourne in preparation for the World Cup as well. So maybe the Socceroos could just borrow that uh, in the interim. I, uh, Mick th- thinks Andrew should be put out to pasture for a while. The cricket is based in Brisbane, the National Oh, it is, of, of course. Excellence. He said it was in Melbourne. It is outside Brisbane these days, isn't it? Yep. A few k's out. Hey, uh, Doug joined us as part of our uh, McCafe catch-up. Head to drive through for the nice coffee this morning. deluxe iced coffee range. from. You ever have an iced one? 
Oh. Ice coffee's good there. Uh, Macca's, real coffee, real deluxe. Don't want an iced coffee on a warm afternoon. Hey, uh, we're going to take a final break, and um, Julian DeStoop's not in, so I've got no idea who is today. On Lurch. The Lurch is in. We, that's why we saw him earlier. That's why he was here earlier. Lurch is He's up and about, too. Yeah, doing the 9 to 12. Josh Jenkins, host yeah, of Mornings. Strap yourselves He's in. Moving in from Geelong. He would have left at you know, 4, 4.30, something like that. Get in that highway. There you go.